This Keyblade. Huh? Is it her? Mickey. You're too late. back to the i am nerd podcast guys we are here for episode 24 and we have a special guest today one of our good friends anthony simpson who mm. has a great degree in arts and crafts as i like to call it <laughs> i am the best arter and crafter you'll have ever met <laughs> we're here with anthony we're going to be talking about kingdom hearts so that is the topic for today we couldn't do it without and he's a, a huge kingdom hearts fan so is kenny yes, um, yes and these guys have played way more games than i have because i've only played pretty much the main installments but they, they've played the, the side projects as well all we've played all of events. them and many people have heard me mention critical hit plus on the stream multiple times but anthony is the main person i stream on critical hit plus with he's my so Frazier is my I am nerd partner. Anthony is my critical hit plus partner. Mm-hmm. And back a month before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, we streamed every single Kingdom Hearts game leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and that was not our first time playing them all. That was, you know, so we've played all the Kingdom Hearts games multiple times. It was a fun month, though. It was a good month. Yeah. So before we get started, I do want to say I am young Xehanort. Now, this is a part of the podcast where we just kind of declare who we are based on what we're talking about today. So... Oh. Kenny, Anthony, who are you guys? I'm definitely Ants. Sora. Goofy. Wow, fuck off. <laughs> I was going to say I'm Sora and he's Riku, but fuck you. I guess I'm Goofy. You're Donald, bitch. I'm Ben. <laughs> Listen, you know me. I am a Donald supporter. I will use this this episode as as a, a platform to, to spread my Donald support. I as but, a Donald uh, stand. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Donald stand, too. Donald gets a but, bad rap. But we could be Sora and Riku. Who do you got? I mean, it's up to you. Who do you got? Final answer. Well, hmm. I'm Sora, I'm, yeah, Sora and Riku. When we played, when we streamed Kingdom Hearts uh, Dream Drop Distance, and that game you play as half the time as Sora, half the time as Riku, and it switches. Mm-hmm. So when we streamed that, we actually, when it, when it was Sora's turn, Ant would play, and when it was Riku's turn, I would play. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, how do you want to kick this off, Kenny? I'll let you. I'll let you lead. Let me lead. Oh, yeah. This is kingdom. This is kingdom fucking hearts. I mean, you could start off with how do we all get into kingdom hearts? You can go anywhere you want. Well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I like to lead by example, and what I mean by that is, <laughs> here you go. Fraser set an example, and so, Ant, I'll let you lead. Oh <laughs> my god! What the fuck? <laughs> uh, okay. No, but, but no. Me and Ant. Me and Ant. Part part of the reason why we're even friends right now is respond the it's because of Kingdom Hearts and Zelda. Uh, those are the two biggest franchises that kind of cemented our friendship when we first met in high school. Mm-hmm. And we spent hundreds of hours like talking about Kingdom Hearts and doing Kingdom Hearts theories and stuff. So true, true. Uh, the very first time I ever went over Ant's house, he didn't even have furniture yet because I think they just moved. So right. I went over his house. They didn't have furniture, and he. Me and him were just playing Kingdom Hearts. Put his 1. business on front street. No, no for real. They, no, they just moved. Like, so when no. I first met Ant, he was poor. He didn't have <laughs> and destitute. There was no, no food. And they were black. No, 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 no. There was food. No, 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 no. His mom, his mom hooked it up. His mom hooked it up. There was definitely food. I That's will true. not throw and dirt were, on her name. And they had roaches. She, <laughs> she, 
his mom hooked the food up. And there were gunshots. Just and just they had the window, but it was always a house full of food. <laughs> just drag him. <laughs> None of that is true, okay? He had a table and kitchen chairs. He just didn't have a sofa. Anyway, we were playing Kingdom Hearts 1 at his house, and uh, he had the ultimate weapon. His like file was 100%. He 100% yeah. in page 1. Before Back before you could 100% games, it was 100%. And, yeah, because I remember I didn't have ultimate weapon yet, and he did. And this is so, in Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2, you said? I forget. Cage oh, one. Hearts one. Okay. This was there's actually funny stories about all of the Kingdom Hearts games coming out, the main Kingdom Hearts games coming out that me and Kenny have together, like the Kingdom Hearts 2 story, but we'll get to that. But yeah, actually, so Kenny claims, Kenny claims that the first time that we met, right? Mm -hmm. That this we is were, true, by the way. Allegedly. So before homeroom or was after school something we were in like the cafeteria it was, it was uh it was before homeroom it was okay, okay. in the cafeteria before like school really starts yeah yeah so in the cafeteria before homeroom apparently i was drawing a picture of sora because i am an artist and uh kenny allegedly came up to me and asked oh is that kingdom hearts are are you a fan of kingdom hearts and allegedly i said I wouldn't be drawing it if I didn't like it. And that's the first thing that I said to him. Allegedly. I could easily see that. Oh, you can't easily see that. I could that. easily no, see that. Oh, you can't. <laughs> Listen, we tend to be very abrasive when people ask us certain questions. That is literally the first thing Ant ever said to me. I'm not surprised. Was, I wouldn't be drawing it if I didn't like it. Like, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> That's what you get for asking that fucking question. Somebody drawing Goku, and you're like, you like Dragon Ball Z? It's like, no, I actually fucking hate it. But this is a condition, and I'm only six. I'm like, what? And I'm only six. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So I got into Kingdom Hearts kind of late. I didn't play it when it first came out. So I, I believe Kingdom Hearts first came out in like 2002. Yes. And I thought I don't know why I thought this, but I thought at first that it was going to be mostly some Disney stuff going on, like a, mostly a Disney game. I didn't really fully understand that it was like the game I love the most, which is like Final Fantasy. I didn't realize that that's what it was combined with. I don't know why, but I kind of rejected the idea of playing it at first. And maybe that's because I was such a huge Final Fantasy X fan and Final Fantasy X had come out in 2001. I feel like I was still playing Final Fantasy X when Kingdom Hearts dropped. And mm. I don't know what it was, but my best friend was like, oh, you have to play Kingdom Hearts. It's so fucking good. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if I want to spend fifty three fifty four because that's how much games cost with the tax back then. Damn, do you remember? Oh, $49.99. It comes out to fifty three forty nine after everything. Oh, so man. I, because I knew exactly how much money I needed to get a new game. So I was like, I need a phrase to stop prophesizing that he's going to be an accountant. It's I need weird that because to not be a thing. <laughs> I never realized that that was going to be my life, but somehow that fucking became anyway. So yeah, I rejected Kingdom Hearts at first. And then when I finally watched him play it, he started from the beginning and I watched the opening cinematic simple and clean. And just from that, I was like, like, this is final fantasy. I was <laughs> like, Oh, I'm in like, this is like, what the fuck have I been doing? Why have you not given this game to me already? Why yeah, have I waited hooked. so long? I was sleeping. I, I was sleeping. Yeah. So uh, I played that game immediately for the next like two two or three weeks nonstop and i don't know it's just one of the, it's one of my favorite stories i think kingdom hearts has the absolute best music of probably any game i've ever played like honestly it is really that good it's like kingdom hearts Sub zelda and i don't know you could probably pick one of the final fantasies in there but i think overall like if i think about the whole series of just if you could only pick one series of games take the music from those games 
for me, it's probably Kingdom Hearts as far as like best music just ever. Like I dearly ooh. beloved is wild. I agree. And I'm pretty familiar with this, but Ant is actually better than me. A lot of the music in Kingdom Hearts tells the story of Kingdom Hearts. Like a lot of the themes are all like intertwined and mixed together. Yeah. Uh, I know there's like official terms for it, but I don't know what they are. I think it's called like a light motifs. Know, yeah, yeah, like light motifs. That that is the term. Oh, there's a lot. Of- there's a lot of that in all of the Kingdom Hearts songs. You can hear like Roxas's theme, Inventus's theme. Um, Damn, Kenny's still so- on my cue cards now. No, go ahead. You. No, I, said, I said you're better. I said you're better at this than me. You actually know it more than I do. Um, I mean, yeah. I actually, I ended up doing like a report in in college. It was like a music theory class or something. Uh, and <laughs> actually, uh, my final was on Kingdom Hearts and the music. Listen, like how it tells a story. We would have been friends immediately if you would have presented that shit to the class. <laughs> nobody else got it like nobody else That's got it but i was sucks. like yeah you know there needs to be a college for just nerds yo for real i mean he went to the art institute i feel like that's that should be the nerd college some people you would were, think some people were fronting some people were yeah fronting. you would think but some people it's the same way we feel about Yu-Gi-Oh, where some people just lie and act like they never played it because they're too cool for it it's like yeah. you fucking you fucking slapped down a dark uh, magician at one point yeah yeah you get those black. people you know but i would say for me, music music wise, it, it's probably Zelda, Kingdom Hearts, and funnily enough, Fire Emblem. Uh, oh, Fire Emblem really good. Because I've gotten really into D anD D, as you can see from my from my Fireball shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten really yeah, very very big into into D anD D in the in the past few years. Uh, like I realized, Fire Emblem music is just top tier, amazing. I still but, have to play. This isn't the this isn't the Fire Emblem podcast. It's the Kingdom Hearts podcast. Yeah. Well, we so. do a Fire Emblem one, which I guess will come up eventually. Maybe I'll play three houses, and then that way, at least I'll have one under my belt. So, so mm. we can do. A you Fire only need one. Yeah, I'll just have one, and then you guys can fill me in on everything. I else. only had one Monster Hunter game under my belt. That's true. We did a whole podcast on that shit. Everybody loves that Monster Hunter game, though. Yeah, but like some of my favorite, um, at least back to to Kingdom Hearts music, some of my favorite songs, like I said, dearly beloved, I think is you know that's probably the most iconic like kingdom hearts song when you think about how many iterations there are of it and then simple and clean most people know that um what's the girl's name who does it hikari yeah she's she's amazing uh even even the second game's opening like sanctuary slash what is that was it passion yeah passion Mm -hmm. um and then i even like kingdom hearts 3's opening as well like face my fears yeah, I like it a lot. I've seen it remixed for a couple of different games. It's really fucking cool. By the way, if you guys who are listening to this want to see a really cool uh, mashup, it's a Face My Fears x Spider-Man. The Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 that was like nominated for Game of the Year. Somebody did a mashup of oh. Face My Fears and that. It I is, know what you're talking about. Yeah, it yeah it's is. like a little, they'd like use the trailer and, yes, and then they use is. the music for Face My Fear. It that was really well cut. That was a so, well cut. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. If you have to, you can pause this podcast and go watch that right now. <laughs> Face My Fears X Spider-Man. Find it. It is so well done. But um, It's better than the actual Spider-Man trailer. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> the official Spider-Man trailer. It's better than I that. agree. I agree. And what's the other one? K3 is Face My Fears. And what's the There's other another, one? Yeah, I forget the other one. What's it called? Oh, y'all yeah, don't. You know. Don't. Uh, you almost don't, got it. Don't think twice. Don't, don't think there twice. you go. Don't think twice. Don't think yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys what your favorite like opening ending for Kingdom Hearts is. Mine is uh, 
mine's definitely cage to sanctuary passion mm. because I, I do yeah. i'll never forget especially because i played chain of memories and that was at a time for whatever reason nobody played that game but when cage yeah, yeah. 2 came out i remember i had a lot of friends in school that either a never played cage one and they just like jump on the cage two train i was like you don't you're not gonna what that's so then I, I have friends that because like cage two was so big they were like talking about oh i can't wait to K- kingdom hearts 2 and i started talking about kingdom hearts with them and they never played the first one I was like, that's what? wild and then yeah, a bunch cool. of people that even played the first one never played chain of Mem- chain of memories but in the opening of cage 2 there's a part where like sora is like running up the stairs of castle oblivion and it shows riku running down the stairs of castle oblivion and there's a part where it shows sora fighting marluxia and it the way it's cut to the music that whole opening is just amazing i love it yeah that gave me chills yeah. The, the way that is cut to the music is amazing. And then same, my favorite ending song, or like my favorite ending sequence is still Kingdom Hearts 2, because when, spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 2, spoilers for all of Kingdom Hearts. This yeah, you great. guys can fuck off. <laughs> I'm not worried I'm about not, spoilers on I this podcast. Not, I will You're not in the wrong give place. spoilers. Again, we're going to spoil every game probably, so spoilers You're for Kingdom Hearts. You're in the Hearts wrong place. But the ending of KS2, after Sora and Riku like, go through the door to darkness or whatever, and the door to light, and they they get off the dark beach and they end up back on destiny islands. And when the music plays and then it, they're like in this weird, they're like kind of in 3d and uh sword and Riku come up on destiny islands. And as they come up fucking goofy and Donald jump on Sora and like tackle them back into the water. And then like Mickey comes out and like jumps on Riku and then Sora like comes up and he's like, he's like, we're back. And then Kairu says, you're home. That shit brought tears to my eyes. When, when Kairu said you're home and like the music starts, that fucking ending is so good. He's like, we're back. Kairu's like, you're because the ending of Kingdom Hearts one has Sora and Kairi like finally reuniting and holding hands, and then they get separated. Yep. And then yeah. he's like, and then she's like, I'll wait for you. And then like simple and clean plays, like yes. as they separate. So, and so Kingdom Hearts two, like the we're back, you're home thing, that brought tears to my eyes. So and for I'm me, kidding. it's funny you say that about Kingdom Hearts 1. My favorite opening is Kingdom Hearts 1. I think it's, it's really between 2 and 1. It's hard to place them, but because I was so young, I was 12 years old, I think, when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, Simple and Clean, I played it more than every other song just because it, it's been out longer. Sometimes yeah. I just find myself listening to the slowed down versions of it. That opening, though, I love that opening. And I also love the ending, the part you were just talking about where Kyrie and Sora are being split apart, but you see the big chasm of darkness like mm-hmm. dividing them uh the slowed down version of simple and clean is my probably my favorite kingdom Hearts song like that the, the very slow one they played the end oh I, yeah the, the actual like song itself yeah i yeah. it's like five minutes long i yeah. fucking love that song it makes me so emotional though like it is a very very emotional song but th- th- every every kingdom Hearts song really is right but that like i don't Except know something about, theme. every song in kingdom hearts is emotional and then the story seems like Sora's theme is some goof shit. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's actually funny that yours, Frazier's, is Kingdom Hearts 1, Kenny's is Kingdom Hearts 2, and mine is actually Kingdom Hearts 3. Damn. Um, Yeah. Oh, look at that. See, we chose the appropriate backgrounds. Yes, everyone has an appropriate Uh, background. Now, like mine used to be, I mean, my favorite opening still, like the opening itself, like the sequence, might still be two because, like, it is that, that, that good. I think that that really was when they solidified like, oh, Kingdom Hearts is going to tell this kind of very, it's going to tell the story of what happened in this very esoteric yeah. kind of manner. Because like, that is what happened, but like, that's not how it, like, you know, that's not yeah. how it was presented. Yeah, it's very but, narrative focused after that. Yeah, like, but it's like, it's weird. lovely. It's like a, like a reimagining of it. And I really like that. Mm. But 
at first when I heard Face My Fears and I was like really excited because Todd Hikaru was like, okay, I'm coming back yep. to do the Kingdom Hearts song. So I'll do it. Even though she seemed kind of reluctant at first. Yes. And then that Face the My Fears, like the, the sample for Face My Fears dropped. I heard it and I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like it. And then, like the more that I listened to it, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is actually my fa- it's my favorite." <laughs> Yo, it's fire! Like, <laughs> um, it's fucking fire! I was like, "Did she get with Skrillex or some shit?" Like, what happened here? I mean, shit. My bad. I said face my fears. I meant um, don't, uh, think, don't twice. think twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I love face my fears too, but don't think twice is actually like, don't think twice. Like, I feel like it's kind it kind of gets shit on because like the uh, it's like in in three fourths measure. Like the the mu the musical don't structure of the song itself. Anybody that um, I, if you're st- nah, I've I've heard people say like they don't like don't think twice and don't think twice is is that is my favorite. It's my favorite. Wild one. to me. Don't think twice. So first of all, in Kingdom Hearts three, the melody that you keep hearing throughout the game, the don't think twice melody, just the background yeah. of it, it that is one of the best melodies like to the ears. It just sounds amazing. When me and Kenny like p- first put in Kingdom Hearts three and like the orchestrated version of oh uh, my Don't God. Think Twice came up, we oh actually like we were crying. We were yeah. like crying when we streamed because like, very... we streamed it. We streamed it night of me and Ant and dude. We went ham for Kingdom Hearts three. So we like I said, yeah. we streamed all the Kingdom Hearts games for Kingdom Hearts three. Oh, we man. set up two t- two fifty inch TVs in the Damn. same room, two <laughs> PS fours, both PS fours up to our streaming setup. And at a click of a button, it would switch between Ant's gameplay and my gameplay, and we were sitting right next to each other on the couch. We both have headphones on, and we were going through the game at the exact same time. If yeah, one was, was a little bit fun. ahead, and when a cutscene started, we would pause and wait. And we went through Kingdom Hearts 3 at the exact same time together, like next to each other on the couch, switching between our gameplays for the stream. That's dedication. That it is fucking stupid. dedication. That sounds the, really fun. When the opening played, we both fucking legit teared up and cried. Doesn't it open with, like, Xemnas and Mass, like, um... Was it Master Xehanort playing against what's his name? Ericus. So, Ericus. They're playing. They're playing like that chess game. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it like it goes through like chronologically the the events of the story, which you know is like usually not how you explain Kingdom Hearts, but like yeah. especially having just played all those games, it was I don't know, it just it hit different. It was really yeah. emotional. Also, the wait. Like, I think there's a lot of gravity to how long we waited for Kingdom Hearts 3 and just the build up to it, like knowing yeah. all the stakes and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I really like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything about Kingdom Hearts 3's music is fucking spectacular. Don't think twice. Face my fears. I think both those songs are amazing. I don't think that, like, there's anything wrong with the music. People are fucking kidding themselves for not liking it. Like, just want to be hipster, I guess, because people like to hate on everything now. But yeah, there's no... I'm like, there's no way that you saw the ending for Kingdom Hearts 3 and that shit. Did. I, my jaw dropped because I was like, oh, yay, everyone's happy. Everyone's finally until, got a happy ending. Until and then aren't. Sora disappeared. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until they are. That shit hurt, uh, yo. That shit yeah. hurt. What was your favorite Kingdom Hearts game to play through? Like, what is your absolute two. favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Two, easily for you, easily Anthony. Two, yeah. Two. Two. It's still, two. It's still Cage yeah. 2. Cage yeah, 2 is two. It's the best one. Cage yeah. 2 is the best Kingdom Hearts game. It, it is. Like, it is, it it is objectively is. the best one, yeah. yeah. It's objectively the best. It introduced so much to fucking forms. Valor form, Wisdom form, Master form, Final form. Um, the fucking, neg- the, whatever that, that evil ass form that he goes into. Anti-form. Blood- Anti form, right. yeah, and then just yeah, the yeah. gameplay of the gameplay, the way the game feels, it's yeah. it's just one of the nicest feeling out of all the Kingdom Hearts games. This this is 
mind you, two came out in like 2006, I think, right? 06 or 04? 06. 06. Was it 06? I, I think, think it's 06. It was either 06 or 04. Uh, I know it was an even number. It was either 04 or 06. Let's see. But when, when, when were we in those turbines, Kenny? <laughs> either 06 or 04. Um, uh, but Kingdom Hearts 2's gameplay, and at this time, the Kingdom Hearts story didn't become as wild as it is now. So there was still like this mystery of the future and figuring things out. And me, we were always like theory crafting and shit like that. So 2005 it just had all this mystery in, in Japan. In Japan, in Japan, um, oh, in, in in North America, it came out March 28, 2006. Okay, yeah, yeah so I was like mm-hmm. 2005. Um, but anyway, yeah. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 just I, I think full package. It is the best Kingdom Hearts game gameplay. Yeah. The way the story at up to that point is plays out. And there's a um, lot of content. Like that game's content. Long. Yeah, I think it's, that game is really good. Pretty fucking well, especially when you start adding in all the uh, the additions to it that they did afterwards, right? All the final mix stuff. Yeah, like the game was. When I long, tell though. you, so the secret ending for Kingdom Hearts One, I remember. I didn't even know there was a secret ending. I think until Ant told me for KH One. So there, oh. well, the, there's the normal secret ending, which is um uh, another side, another story. I did know about another side, another story. I unlocked that. So you beat Kingdom Hearts one. What's what's another go, recap? Recap some of these endings. So, so in, in Kingdom Hearts story? one, you beat the game, you get the normal ending, which is uh, Sword Donald Goofy. They go on the crossroads. They get the letter from Mickey through Pluto. That's the normal ending. Mm-hmm. And then if you um, basically like a hundred percent the game, you unlock another side, another story in the English version of the game, and that shows like the Dark City, and it shows. Um, it shows, it shows Roxas, but you don't know who Roxas is. It's just like a boy. No. With is this that like fucking crazy ass cutscene where he's dual wielding and shit? Yeah, but Not, you don't see that yet. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing. You do see him with the two keyblades, though. He like yeah. he does like he does like wield them both. But so you okay. see the like dark him. city. You see him pull the two keyblades out, and on top of the building, you see Riku with a blindfold on, and right. that's that's pretty much just another side, another story. And then I think like words flash on the screen. And one of the words is like where Sora and like stuff like that. So like, what the fuck is going on? Right. And then like, you see like Kyrie on Destiny Island, but she's older. Yeah. From the back. That's and then yeah. the Japanese version in Final Mix, which we didn't get at the time, but you 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 would find it on YouTube. Aunt told me about this, and I found it, it was called Deep Dive. And yes. Deep Dive, oh my god, Deep Dive. Deep that changed dive my life. Is when Roxas starts beating the shit out of the Neo Shadows. And he runs up the, the the building, and then Riku jumps down the building and shit. Yep. That, that was is done. That is life changing, by the way. That I so, so back when PSPs could actually have, you know, back when we carried PSPs with us, oh. I put that fucking video on my PSP and would just play it randomly <laughs> if I was on like the bus or the train or something. I would just watch deep dive like several times on my destination. So good. So Kingdom Hearts Two also has a secret ending, and. The first Kingdom Hearts 2 secret ending was was cool. It was, uh, you know, it, it showed these three people in armor. We didn't know who they were. They walk up to the crossroads. You see the two kingdom keys and the way to dawn um, in the crossroads. And, like, they pick the keyblades up. And you're like, you don't know what's going on. And you see, like, an old man in the distance. And that's pretty much it. But then no, Hearts- you don't you don't see an old. You see a shadow. He's oh, you just, just like see the a, shadow? You don't like even see? like a silhouette. Yeah, yeah. And then oh, there's okay. about, like... It's the, all waving, waving uh, the seekers, and then like uh, I forgot exactly what it says. No, it says like but they allude, but they allude to yeah, something. they allude to all the shit. Yeah, and like Zayanort comes up, and all that, like the name Zayanort, and then yeah, like, yeah, the, the secret ending for Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix actually 
it plays that, but then it shows it actually shows who the silhouette is, and it's this old ass man. And the old man's wearing basically the same clothes as Ansem, Seeker of Darkness from Kingdom Hearts One. You're like, what the fuck? And then that old man creates like a shadow clone, and that shadow clone is wearing the clothes that Dark Riku was wearing, but oh, he also has a helmet on. He and then so they walk good. up, and then the one dude in the armor runs at him, and then the old man like wiggles his fingers and throws his hand up, and then smacks him with a mountain as a mountain like, oh, just comes out of the thunder. ground. And then they just rumble for like five fucking minutes. Yes, and then, that cutscene is also life changing. And then you see like what you think is Roxas because it looks like Roxas, but he's holding the keyblade backwards. He comes up and tries to hit him. He gets gripped up by his head. They crush his helmet, freeze and then, him, like, freeze him, and then drop him off a mountain. His keyblade breaks, and he's just like frozen. Can we talk about the fucking maelstrom of keyblades that that he whips up to? Like the fucking, he like whips his hands up in the air, and a maelstrom of keyblades just like form out of nothing and just start fucking attacking. It's ridiculous. (laughs) That ending, I watched that end. Like, go look at however many views it has on YouTube. I put at least five hundred of them. At least 500 of them views are me. The sound of the Keyblades going through, like, Terra and Ventus, the, like, the actual sound of it hitting their armor, it sounds so fucking bad. Like, they're getting destroyed. Oh, well, yeah, let me throw, like, a 25-pound key at you and see <laughs> yeah. how you feel about it. <laughs> Just, like, a couple hundred of them, too. Let them run you through real quick. Yeah, that, oh, man, those secret endings, they get me fucking hype. They're so good. And then, remember, uh, in KH2 Final Mix, like, there was extra cutscenes. And I remember watching those extra cutscenes, and you would see. So you saw these people with the armor, and I saw the secret ending before seeing the extra cutscenes. But then you see like cutscenes of Zemnis in a secret room, and he's like talking to the armor of Aqua, who we didn't know at the time. He's yeah. like talking to Aqua's armor, and like Zigbar is eavesdropping on him. And there's all this weird shit and mystery around it. And you're, at the time, you're like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? It's, it was so interesting. I'm still like that. <laughs> and then, like, Birth by Sleep. That was on P. Was that on PSP? I feel like that was yeah, on PSP. It was on PSP, yeah. and yep. let me tell you, playing it back, it doesn't play back as well as you as you remember. Damn, I love Birth by Sleep too. It doesn't play back that well. It's not. It's not that it's bad. It's just that like the enemies don't have knockback, and it's weird. And there's oh. just a few other like, yeah, like boss fights aren't fun. <laughs> but, They're not. When we, when we replayed Birth by Sleep, me and Ant, because uh, Birth by Sleep was one of my favorite Kingdom Hearts games as well. But when I replayed it, I was like, like okay. Before I replayed all of them recently, I would have said, and not counting three at the time, I would have said my favorite game's KH2, my second favorite's like Birth by Sleep. Right. But replaying them all, my second favorite would definitely be KH1. Did they remake Birth by Sleep? They remade it for the PS3 and PS4. So it was a remake, not a port. No, it was a port. I mean, it was a port, port, but it was like remastered. Because basically what I'm asking is, did they they fix any of these problems that you guys had with the game? No, no, they didn't fix any of the problems. Oh, so, okay, it feels more like a port then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a PSP game. It's a PSP game. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure, because I was thinking if they remade it, maybe they fixed, like, the whole... Because enemies not having knockback is wild. Like, that is... Yeah, some of the weak ones do, but, like, the bosses, like, you just can't hurt... They just, they're annoying. They're annoying to fight. (laughs) You said boss fights are not fun. Fighting Vanitas, I was like, never. I, was like <laughs> I remember at a point I was like, all right, Kenny, you got this. Uh, call me back when it's Aqua's turn. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It really, it's it, sadly, it's not fun. Whereas in Cage Two, Cage Three, and Cage One, the the secret bosses, the super bosses, are all really fun to fight. They're really fun challenges. They're super duper hard. But 
you feel like you're making progress. Whereas the super bosses and birth by sleep and stuff, they're they're just not fun to fight against. They're just they're just kind of boring. Yeah. What do you mean? Just all span. Kingdom Hearts two aged like wine. And it did. I can play by right now. I probably should. So aged like grape juice. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, what are some of you guys' favorite characters from Kingdom Hearts? So, I mean, when I say this though, every section. So, uh, your favorite out of the nobodies, if you want to, then your favorite out of the old, you know, your Terra, Ventus, you know, you got your Sora, your Kyrie, your Riku, every class, mm-hmm. your Roxas, like every class. What's your who's your favorite out of each threesome? All right, this is constantly shifting for me because no oh god. I- at first, I kind of hated Riku. And I was like, oh, he's like an emo boy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I played Chain of Memory. And, like, the thing is, like, I remember playing it before Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, but I didn't really remember it like that. And then I played it again when it dropped on the PlayStation. And playing it again, I was like, okay, wait, Riku's, like, my favorite character now. And then... Sora was my favorite character, but then he wasn't because he got stupid for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then in Dream Drop Distance, he wasn't stupid at the end. And I was like, okay, I like Sora again. But overall, it's probably Aqua. All right. So Aqua. I know that was, a very, that was a very confusing I, answer. I, I just want to know. <laughs> Ant was like, so Ant was like explaining the whole time. He's like, so my favorite two, I love Charmander and Squirtle. Charmander and Squirtle are my favorite. And Charmander did this. And when Squirtle did this, oh my God, it was so cool. I love Charmander. And my favorite Pokemon is Bulbasaur. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> that's literally what he just did, though. Like, not even, that's literally what he did. <laughs> he fucked us up real nice with that. I'll tell you, my least favorite character is, though. Who? Mickey. Damn, the king? Yeah, man. He's, he's a terrible friend. Damn, I'm, what do you do? What, what, is it, what are Mickey's calls? He left. He left Aqua in the realm of darkness for ten. He did. Look, in, he, in Kingdom Hearts three, when she chewed him out, I was like, "You deserve that." You do you know when she turned around? She's like, "Mickey, you're too late." And Yo, she has that evil ass look. No, you remember the trailer? The trailer was, for Kingdom Hearts three. I was 3? heartbroken. I was Ooh, like, nah, when I, I saw her evil, I was. I honestly was heartbroken too. I felt so bad. I was like, "Yo, this is going to be a dark fucking game if Aqua's actually evil." Yeah, but then like when you actually play it and she's cussing him out. Remember when you watch Black Panther and you're like, oh, Killmonger's killing all these people. And then like he starts explaining himself towards the end. You're like, you know, he ain't wrong. (laughs) That's kind of how I felt. That's kind of how I felt when Aqua was chewing out Mickey because she was just like, you left me here. Do you know how lonely it is? I thought that she was never coming back. 10 years by myself. I was like, damn, Rita. I'm still surprised that uh, there was a redemption arc for Aqua. I thought that she was going to be an actual like wielder of darkness and everything forever. I thought that that was her life. Dang. I yeah, thought she chose been, that life. It would have been Mickey's fault because the entire yep. time Mickey just knew that she was there and didn't say anything. But who's an even worse offender is probably Yen Sid. He's retired. How are you going sitting, to sitting, sitting behind that cheap wooden desk, not so doing like, anything. He's like Kenshin's master, basically. And, and then man, he retires. And then he has the nerves to just tell Sora, uh, you're strong, but you're not strong enough. I know that, like, you just defeated all these, like, dream blah, blah, blahs, but your friend had to save you at the last minute, so you're ain't shit. Damn. You're level one again. He's literally Kenshin's, bo- uh, Kenshin's master. At he least can he had fucking a at the end, end everything. He could go and just start killing Shishio, everyone, but <laughs> he just chooses not to. Not to. Uh, so who's like, your favorite? Not, like the worlds or at stake or anything like who's that. Who's your favorite organization member, right? Still might be Larkseen. I always oh, love that shit. attitude. Let's go. 
like Lark scene. Too. She's just she's just crazy. Yeah, but you you like her for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Luxor. If that's how you even say it. I I was until I found out that's how you say his name. I was like, never mind. I no. really. Luke's oh no no! It's Luke's Luke Sword. It Luke Sword. Yeah, oh, Luke yeah. Sword. But so, we say Luxor. Luxor yeah, is. I say that. Yeah. So I, I'm a really big fan of his only because when you first play Kingdom Hearts two and you fight him, the mm-hmm. way the fight starts, he just starts the fight and he's like, "Let's skip the formality, shall we?" And he just snaps yeah. his finger and the cards come up and he disappears. I'm like, damn! You don't get no introduction. You don't get no long monologue where he's just ranting for a bit about darkness and light and the battle for eternity. No, him talking about the moon for a fucking five minutes and how it needs to shine down. He just goes right in. Like, let's skip the formality, shall we? And I'm like, okay, I- I'm here for that. Like, I'll and then turned that. you into a card. Yeah. Like, okay. I vibe with that lifestyle. So I was immediately into him. I was like, this guy is fucking nice. I can't front. I know that he's, I know that now he's like become a fan favorite. And so because he's a fan favorite, he kind of gets hate now. But mine has always been Axel. I like Axel. I love Axel. I like Zaldin as far as like his weapon. The well, weapons, the fucking multiple spears and javelins and shit he has, Zaldin. Yeah. I also like, uh, Obviously, Rox is technically right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Rox is technically is also one of my favorite, just because Rox is in the organization thirteen, like at robe. He looks cool as shit. He, he looks, looks cool so shit. dope. And then Oathkeeper Oblivion, like, come on, you can't, you can't really deny that. And then I love so after Axel though, my favorite organization member will have to be Zemnus, so the superior. Yeah, the shit he talks like as you're fighting him, like he's just talking shit in the calmest voice. You talking about the end of Kingdom Hearts too? Yes, yeah. but he's just whipping your ass. Yes, like, Sora, do you really trust Riku? And he's like <laughs> just kicking your ass, and like you're trying to fight him, and the whole time he's just whispering to you. Real, he's calm. like nothingness is forever, but darkness yeah. is eternal. eternal. <laughs> he just like, keeps on. He's just saying all this crazy shit. I like I like that fight a lot when you and Riku jump his ass and it's like, use it all. And they're fucking shooting the projectiles back and forth. Yep. Dude, that's so, one of the most cinematic, amazing endings to like a yes. final boss fight where the laser dome. Yep. Um, I know speedrunners hate that section of the fight, but you know, they, they played <laughs> the game differently than most people. But as someone who's going through the game for the first time, that laser dome is such a climactic moment. Like it's oh, I love it. huge. I love that Kingdom Hearts does those really weird, like moments where it's not it's not really uh, a skillful thing necessarily. It's more cinematic than anything, but it's a, just a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. For example, in Kingdom Hearts three, they had the exact same type of thing when uh, when you kind of confront uh, Master Xehanort and. All of those fucking people, all the old Keyblade warriors and stuff. You, and you oh, keep, yeah. keep pressing triangle, and you keep getting uh, stronger and stronger. And, and then it's like the blade, the 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 thing of the maelstrom of Keyblades attacking, but you're like doing light and shit at it. It's really yep. cool. All the Keyblade masters are fighting together. That shit is so yeah. cool. And then I think they have a list of fucking names that come up. Don't they have yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, huh? yeah. You're talking about yeah. You're talking about when um yeah when all the Keyblades come and yep. then all the names. It's all the Keyblades from the people. Before the Keyblade War, it's yes. all of their Keyblades and all of their names comes up. Those names are actually people from the Kingdom Hearts mobile game. The, pe- oh. the Kingdom Hearts mobile game takes place during the Keyblade War, right before the Keyblade War. And so, when all those Keyblades showed up, like because the people, the Kingdom Hearts fans, were essentially the Keyblade wielders in the Keyblade War, like their usernames were the names used in the game. That's really cool. The names came up. That's really fucking cool. Well, I think you did mention that before too. 
Sounds yeah, vaguely familiar. Legit. Yeah. So I I want to read this little thing that says uh, 10 strange facts about Kingdom Hearts. Before you read 10 strange facts, I'm yes. sorry, Fraser. And Yo. Your favorite organization member, if you please. Oh, um, it's still... Hmm. Oh, wait, that's right. You said Larkseen. I mean, it, it is Larkseen, but like, I'm like, is it Larkseen? <laughs> now you confuse them. Like, is it though? I'm just going through them all in my head. If they were real people, Larkseen would be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Larkseen. It's Larkseen. It's, I'll it's tell you who my least favorite is. I don't even remember his name anymore, but he's the fucking dance water dance guy. I fucking hate that guy. Damn oh, it. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Dance fucking, water dance. I hate him. You weren't hyped when he was acting like a little bitch for 10 hours, and then he hit you with the silence traitor. What just happened? <laughs> and you're like, like, did yeah. I just get played? Is he is he the actual boss? Oh, right. shit. <laughs> um, hey, right, right, so the current theory is that he's the master of masters. What? Is it, is it really? Yeah, right now the prevailing theory for a lot of people is that Demix is the master of masters. What the shit? I'm so out of the loop on the theories and stuff. I haven't been on Kingdom Hearts Reddit in a long time. It's that the prevailing theory a, at the moment. That place is a is just a wild place. Um, but I want to read out some some strange facts about Kingdom Hearts that I'm not sure if you guys knew, but let's hear. So Kingdom Hearts 2 was censored in the US. Um, the original Japanese release, Axel's Death, shows his body bursting into flames and burning away. This death was apparently too graphic for American audiences, which were treated to a flameless scene. A scene involving Daisy spanking Donald was also removed from the U.S. release, as was the green blood from the Hydra and Hercules' Colosseum. Most infamously, the violence in Port Royal, Pirates of the Caribbean world, was toned down with guns becoming crossbows and almost no blood or sword impalement whatsoever. So, I don't know I if just you knew it, I just find it funny that America, the land of guns... Yes, would not allow guns when they said hanging the crossbows. Like, it annoys me so much. That, that's, like, yeah, that's strange. But there's right. such hypocrisy because I don't know. We'll have like Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Then, like if it's yeah. an American made game, there's no complaints. But if it's a Japanese made game, all of a sudden it's like, I can't believe this is in our video game. Right. Because they feel like you shouldn't be mixing Disney. With guns, but it's like, first of all, okay. But I mean, that's like, what Pirates of the Caribbean is. Like, that's, literally. That's, that's the source material. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then it says, Kingdom Hearts has a weird obsession with the number 13. Remember that awful Jim Carrey movie where he kept seeing a number 21 everywhere? Kingdom Hearts does the same thing with the number 13. In multiple instances throughout the series, 13 keeps popping up all over the place. And a lot of these examples are downright mind-blowing. Don't believe us? Well, let's start with the most obvious. Kingdom Hearts' main group of bad guys is Organization 13. Made up of 13 members, Kingdom Hearts has 13 letters in the title. In the opening sequence of the first Kingdom Hearts, the M in the title zooms towards the screen, and M is the 13th letter in the alphabet. Uh, still not convinced? Add up the sum of the number of letters in the names of the main trio, Sora, Kairi, and Riku, it's 13. And then Ultimate Weapon from Kingdom Hearts 2, guess how many Ori Kalkum Plus you need to create it? 13. How many worlds are in Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom Hearts 2 and Birth by Sleep? 13. So... Lots of 13 illusions there. So I here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Some of those uh, I did know and were done on purpose, like 13 Worlds in Kingdom Hearts 2 yep. and 13 Ori Calcums. By that point, the, the 13 motif was established by Kingdom Hearts 2, so them putting 13 in a lot of things. I'm going to go out on a strong limb right now and say that 
Sora, Riku, and Kyrie, the number of letters in their name adding up to 13 is a complete coincidence. It was not I was I was gonna say the it's same a, thing. that's a million like a percent reach. a coincidence and not planned. Just Damn. Have, yeah, there's actually. no because here's the thing. Don't believe I don't I don't believe it. <laughs> not all. that one. I don't I'm, the reason I, being is because Sora, Riku, and Kyrie are all like Japanese words for sky, earth, and ocean, more or less. So okay. yeah, I, I don't there's a there, the, there's a motif within those characters like Sora, Sky, and then Ventus also means Sky in Latin, and then Terra is Earth, Riku is Earth, uh, Kyrie and, and Kyrie Aqua and Namine means wave. So like Aqua, you know Aqua. Kyrie mm. means like sea or something in Japanese, and then Namine means like wave and like an ocean wave, and Namine is linked to Kyrie. So like there's a motif within the characters with yeah, Sky, like Earth, and Sea, and I think that regardless of how many letters were in the word Sora, like that would have been his name. Yeah. Um, how many, but, how many different words can there be for sky? Uh, all right. So the next one is Kingdom Hearts two was also the last thing Pat Morita did. And he is Mr. Miyagi from the karate kid. Uh, he voiced the emperor of the land of dragons and Kingdom Hearts two. And he also did a Mulan and Mulan two. afterward. Uh, he passed away on November. 24th, 2005, at the age of 73. So I actually grew up watching The Karate Kid. One of my favorite movies, honestly. Just feel-good movies. Wax on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi. That whole thing. A very iconic character in our childhood. But, uh, yeah, apparently, Kingdom Hearts 2 was the last thing he... That was his That was his last work. And in 2005, November, he dies. And then in December 2005, Kingdom Hearts 2 actually comes out. So this is his last actual work, uh, Mr. Miyagi. It's a pretty cool little thing about him, but... Uh, let's see. Kingdom Hearts 358 and a half days was the second to last thing Mickey Mouse voice actor Wayne Alwyn did. So the longtime Mickey Mouse voice actor, the longest serving voice actually passed away in May 2009 at the age of 62. That's actually pretty young. Uh, the English language version of Kingdom Hearts was dedicated to his memory. Uh, Brett Ewan took over the role for subsequent Kingdom Hearts games. So Mickey Mouse's voice has changed. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the person to replace him is that good then. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, Kingdom Hearts is the last Squaresoft game. I, I did know that. Kingdom yeah. Hearts is the last game that was released with the old Squaresoft logo before the company became became Square Enix in 2003. Uh, find an original box copy and you could have a collector's item on your hands. Uh, all the greatest hits versions and other Kingdom Hearts repackages ship with Square Enix. So that's... Damn, I fucking wish I still had my old... All my old PS2 games. That fucking sucks. Because I know I, I have a version with Squaresoft on it. I do still have my original KH1 box. Oh, I'm mean, Kingdom uh, yeah, King Hearts 1. Yes. I wish I still had it. Do I still cool. have mine? Hmm. I know Probably I still with have that mine. long lost Ocarina of Time cartridge. No, wait. I have that. Not power anyway. But. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Lance Bass voice Sephiroth. We all knew that. Uh, so Lance Bass from NSYNC, he's the fucking voice of Sephiroth. It, uh, let's see what it says. We know it's what, crazy. Wait, especially... I, I didn't know that. Really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, Lance Bass from NSYNC is actually the voice of Sephiroth. <laughs> All this time, you didn't know you were a fan of NSYNC, eh? Uh, <laughs> All this time, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Shit. Yep. So let's see. What is it's like fine. Busy. It's like when I found out that Jesse McCartney did Roxas. I was like that like country pop guy. Okay. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts has an interesting cast. But I mean, he's good. He's a really good voice actor. Like, he does. Like, because I feel like the way that he differentiates his voice between Roxas and Ventus, you can, like, tell. 
especially yeah. like when they were together, like in the same, like in the same game, relatively in the same space. I was like, ah, they're gonna just sound the same. But no, Ventus sounds like he's got like a different like energy about him than Roxas does. So yeah, no, he does a good he does a good job voice acting for sure. Uh, there's a boss named Kurt Zizza, which yeah. I remember this boss actually. Yep, yep. This boss was fucking yeah, like a Make a Wish Foundation kid, right? Yeah, Squaresoft, Squaresoft, the where a fan could get their name in the game. The result was a secret boss named Kurt Zissa, which I never, I never knew that that was like where the boss came from. But this boss was fucking hard. A giant crab you can find out in the Agrabah Desert after completing the Hollow Bastion level with King Hearts for the first time. He's not as hard to beat as Sephiroth, but he is pretty tough. I remember him just being annoying. Oh, it was a contest. I thought he was like Make a Wish. I mean, like no, you kid. said that, and I thought you were making a joke on the fact that it's in Agrabah. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, no. I was like, damn. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I thought uh, I was but... legit like a Mega Wish kid. <laughs> Apparently, the idea of Kingdom Hearts was conceived in an elevator. Uh, according I, to yep. according to Kingdom Hearts producer Shinji Hashimoto, he got the idea for Disney slash SquareSoft crossover game while chatting with a Disney executive in an elevator. The two companies shared a building in, a to- in, in Tokyo before Squaresoft became Square Enix and moved away. So Disney and Square were in the same building, and they just happened to be riding the elevator together. And was like, hey, maybe we should like do something. And boom, one of the greatest fucking things that ever happened to us happened Just imagine if instead of Squaresoft sharing a building with Disney, they shared a building with Nintendo. Kingdom Hearts was between Square and Nintendo. Instead of King Mickey, we had King Mario. Oh! Yeah, that that would be wild. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ken, Kenny said he said that a few times, and I I never know how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was. I, I want to say like I want to say that I would love it, but then I'm like, would I? I would love. I it. mean, it would I mean, be would good. It. Do not it, give me. Yeah, wrong. yeah, yeah. It would be good. It would be good. But imagine but like, a we master also, sword style keyblade. Oh, yes. But we would also lose what we currently have, and I love what we have. Yeah, no, what we have is amazing. I love Disney, but yeah, I think back, like think about. I like the gummy ship, but it's it's not that good. But imagine no, if the instead, whole gummy ship system, honestly. Is but just... imagine if instead the gummy ship had like the Star Fox system, right? Yeah, if they dope. were if they were with Star Fox and it was the R wings, and man, they would have been in there. I do feel like developmental, like the de- develop development wise, like the the gameplay would have been, I don't know, kind of weird because like obviously Square developed the game, not Disney. Because Disney does yeah, yeah. games. Um, While well, so it's the one Square in control of the game, it's just like they would be with using Nintendo IPs and stuff. You know? But like, I feel like you know, because Nintendo like develops really good games, obviously. So yeah, just, yeah. I wonder what that developmental process would have been. Imagine, you know, Kingdom Hearts One, how like the plot of that game has all the big Disney villains around the the, the table and yeah, they're all yeah. they're shadowed out. Imagine those same scenes, but it's like Ganon and Bowser and shit. King K. Rule, King Dedede. Listen, no one is saying that that shit would not be fire. It's just, again, we will lose what we have now, and I'm not sure I'm willing to sacrifice that for a what if. Maybe there should be a what if episode, though, since Disney does fucking... Uh, Disney does the what if series right now. They could just fucking what if Kingdom Hearts Mm. (laughs) and just change it. Oh, Kenny's Kenny's not at what if yet in in his Marvel. Marvel I'm I'm on the Black Falcon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the Black Falcon, baby. Good luck. I um, what, what's it you not like it, Frazier? I actually am not a fan of that one. I mean, really? so 
I just, uh, yeah. We'll talk we'll, about that when we yeah. talk about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I sorry. I just, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, this is super random, but I just thought of it because I'm looking at our pictures and I'm just looking at the kingdom key. What's, uh, I know Ant's favorite keyblade, so I'm going to start with Fraser. Fraser, what's your favorite keyblade? All right, you're going to have to give me a second. I'm going to, def- this is an edit point for the podcast, but I'm going to quickly Google because I like a lot of keyblades, but I don't know them by name and I haven't seen them in so long, so I need to pull some of them up. So give me a second. No problem. So I don't know why I even had to Google this because I actually knew the answer. I just had to, I just had to verify though. Uh, Oathkeeper and Oblivion are just my, yeah, like, but... and, and it, it's kind of like, it, it's like, okay, it's not really special. It's not really crazy, but like, they just are the best two keyblades for me. And I also like ultimate weapon from every single game. I really like how it changes every game. Um, I also love the keyblade that fucking Master Xehanort had at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The keyblade, the X-blade. Yeah, the X-Blade. Like, X-Blade. Do you notice oh. for the Ultima weapon in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's just like it's like singular blade with like the jewels around it. In Kingdom Hearts 2, it's two blades. Mm. In Kingdom Hearts 3, it's three blades. Like I don't think I noticed that because I've never seen them side by side. I'm actually going to so look at if that. If you look at them, yeah, the Ultima weapon in Kingdom Hearts 2 has like two blades in it to represent Kingdom Hearts 2. And in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like three metal prongs to represent Kingdom Hearts 3. Which is pretty sick. Which I always said in Kingdom Hearts 3, Ultima Weapons like Keyblade form is a disappointment to me because it turns into like that rainbow sword and like, whatever, that's cool. But I think it would have been so sick if instead would uh, Ultima Weapons Keyblade form in Kingdom Hearts 3 should be sort of like grabs it and rips it apart and it rips into the Kingdom Hearts 2 Ultima Weapon and the Kingdom Hearts 1 Ultima Weapon oh, and dual wields the Ultima God. Weapons. That would have been fucking wild. Missed opportunity. That would have been so sick. Missed opportunity. But the, the actual Keyblade for Ultimate Weapon in Kingdom Hearts 3 looks yes. sick until it transforms. Yes. yes. I can't remember. Yeah. But it it's like, like red. It's like red and black. Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of evil looking, actually. But I also didn't get the I didn't get the Ultimate Weapon in Kingdom Hearts 3. Kevin got it for me. So Okay. What uh, about you guys? What's your favorite Keyblades? All right, you go ahead, Kenny. So, okay. Aside from Oathkeeper Oblivion, which I feel like is just such a, it's yeah. they're, they're so good. But my favorite Keyblade, not counting Oathkeeper Oblivion, would probably be Sleeping Lion, with the Keyblade you get from Squall in Kingdom Hearts Two. Yes. Um, oh, that was so good. I love the Sleeping Lion. It's a very clean, sleek design. Yeah. Um, the Gunblade is just a sick weapon in general, and it's you know obviously a play on the Gunblade. Uh, some other favorite Keyblades of mine are in Kingdom Hearts One, the Metal Chocobo. I love the metal choke, which is like a big <laughs> hunk of metal. Like it's just like a ch- a hunk. And uh, metal chocobo is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, metal chocobo, sleeping lion. I like I like bond of flame, which is the keyblade you get from Axel. Um, I like Riku's keyblade too. Yeah, the yeah. way to dawn is sick. Oh, oh not cool. Okay, but my favorite keyblade would probably be uh, if I have to like put my stake on like my absolute favorite keyblade, it would probably be Oblivion specifically. Specifically, Oblivion. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I I kind of feel like so. Kingdom Hearts three Keyblades are a little unfair, just because they're they fucking transform. I really like the one from Frozen. Oh, like, um, I remember the one from Frozen. I don't remember the name of it either, but the Frozen Keyblade looks fucking cool as shit. And then it transforms into like claws and ice gates, and I'm like, all right, like what? Yeah, yeah. What, what are we doing? It looks cool as shit. It's just kind of unfair that it has a whole transformation to it, dude. For me. Uh, Oh yeah, look yeah, okay. I remember thinking this one looks cool. Uh, yeah, it looks like the castle, right? It's like an ice castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean mine mine is and forever will be 
Kingdom Key. Kingdom Key, yep. Yeah. yeah. Especially Mickey's. Mickey's fucking keyblade looks cool. The reverse colors like the gold and the, yeah. the gold blade. It's really nice. Yeah, but I Ant's Ant's Keyblade has always been the OG Kingdom Key. Yeah. OG. Do you have a replica of it? No, I don't. I, I have like a replica Master Sword, but not a not a Kingdom Key. I should get one of those. I think yeah, I'm thinking about I I wanna maybe when I buy a house, I'm gonna probably just splurge on I'd be replicas so tempted to hit somebody with it though. Oh, <laughs> It's getting swung. Now, what happens after it gets swung is between whoever is on the other Yo, side. Oh, you, you're going to get that shit made out of real metal? Isn't I want the, like, so they released, apparently, metal. my one friend D'Angelo, he posted a picture last year of, it looked like some kind of collector's item, but it was a fucking kingdom key, and it, it was just metal. Like, you could just tell it was hard fucking metal, and I was yeah. jealous. Like, I want I want it. It's big. It's, it's, it's like actually life-size and everything. Yeah, I, nice I would love to. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's that, it's that, uh, that, that YouTube channel that like makes. Uh, oh, um, Man at Arms, I think it's what. Man it's at Arms, that YouTube yeah, channel yeah. is amazing. Yeah, they made like an actual Kingdom. They made it sharp though. I was like, Yo, what? They made the Kingdom key sharp. Like yeah, they, man- they, they made the key part, like the the. Okay. The, yeah. Man at Arms, if you, if you guys don't know, it's just a YouTube channel where they they make a bunch of different weapons. I'm sure that they might do other stuff, but I mainly watch them when they make video game or anime weapons. Like, they've made Kenshin Sword, they made the Kingdom Key, the Master Sword. Uh, I think they've made Sephiroth Sword. Um, they just Damn. make a bunch of random ass weapons. Yeah, when you say they make them, they don't allow us to buy them? I don't think so. Okay, they just kind of, like, so. make it, and they bring it to life. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, like they, yeah. they're actual, like, welders and shit. Like, you, yeah. they, they go through the process. Like, you see them really make the, the, the blades. That's cool. Made, well. I would like to see them make Masamune yeah. and... Uh, so many other ones. They make yeah, the Buster Sword. It looks. Good. I believe they have. I'm pretty sword. sure he made the Buster Sword. And yeah. like they talked about how ridiculous it was and how unwieldable it was. <laughs> well, they're just like this is not a practical weapon by any means. Yeah, I feel like I remember at one point them trying to swing it and having like two guys like. Or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do you think was missing from Kingdom Hearts Three that um, kind of made it a bit of a disappointment? Uh, <laughs> do you really want to get me started? Because here's the thing, right? I, I do. I'm, I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. When it comes Same. to franchises, Kingdom Hearts is my number two, second to Zelda. Right? Okay. However, I'm not like it's weird to say I'm not like a Kingdom Hearts fan anymore. I'm a fan of what it was. If that makes any sense? That's fine. People evolve and people change, and that and so does. I mean, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Kingdom Hearts changed. It's going somewhere different. That's for sure. It's going somewhere way different. Like. The next Kingdom Hearts game is going to be played on your Texas Texas instrument. That's going to be like <laughs> next, and that's kind of why I'm just like yeah, about not the, your Texas, but like it, it is though because like I love Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts three had a lot about it that I loved, but unfortunately, just the direction that Namora is taking, like where the story is going, I'm just like I can't hold out anymore. I really missed the fact that uh there used to be Final Fantasy more involvement in it and for whatever reason like Kingdom Hearts 3 just they just cut that shit there's no Final Fantasy characters in the main story of the game I don't understand that it's so weird to me like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 had a decent amount of Final Fantasy involvement and 3 just none like zero yeah and I, that was a part of Kingdom Hearts to me. Like I thought that one of the coolest things was on Destiny Island, you would see like 
his name is Titus, I guess, but you see Titus and you know, the, you have a Final yeah, Fantasy character. Titus, Waka, uh, Selfie is there. Yeah, that shit was cool. So then you go to Traverse Town and it's just like that, you know, more more came, more Final Fantasy characters there, Squall and Aerith and Yuffie and stuff like that. And again, even Kingdom Hearts 2, like, you know, Sephiroth's in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, which I, I thought that after seeing him in 1 and 2, I was like, well, is this guy just going to be in all the main games? Like, is, is are we going to have I cannot believe there's not a Sephiroth fighting in Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, so it's not just me, right? I, I'm, I'm not the... I've been arguing for a long time. I think that there is a generation of people that know Sephiroth as a Kingdom Hearts character. I think you're right. Like, there, there's a generation of people that, like, they got introduced and know Sephiroth as the Kingdom Hearts 1 boss, secret boss. Yeah. Like how people and, know Captain Falcon as that guy from Smash? Yep. Yes, yes, no. for including sure. me. For sure. <laughs> including me. Including they're not me. being I'm not a Sephiroth I've fight. never played an F-Zero game. In, yeah, and they're not being Sephiroth fight in Kingdom Hearts 3 is such a... Because it felt like it was part of the mythos of Kingdom Hearts. There so many times where people were like, talk about, like, oh, blah, 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 talk about Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, oh, did you do the Sephiroth fight? Like, that's a part of yeah. talking to somebody about Kingdom Hearts is somebody saying, did you do the Sephiroth fight? Like, yeah, you know what like, I mean? Did you beat it? And, like, how, you know, everyone says they did, but did you really beat it? Um, and him not being in Kingdom Hearts 3 is just a big missed opportunity. Um, to play on what Ant said in general, I, obviously, huge Kingdom Hearts fan. I've played all of them. Kingdom Hearts 3 did a lot of things right. I, I found the gameplay very fun. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. And it hit a lot of emotional beats for me. I said I said this back when I first played it, but it hit a lot of the beats it needed to hit emotionally. Uh, it definitely pulled on heartstrings. Made me feel a kind of way. It got a couple tears out of me. Uh, toward the end, like, they saved Kyrie and, like, when Sora disappears and all that. Like, they definitely hit a lot of emotional beats, and I think they hit those beats well. My biggest problem with Kingdom Hearts 3, though, is that way back when I really, really, really got into Kingdom Hearts, I was really interested in the mystery. And as much as people talk shit and say that Kingdom Hearts is really convoluted and doesn't make any sense, I never really agree with that because I've played all of the Kingdom Hearts games in order. And yes, it, the plot gets crazy, but it really isn't that convoluted, at least to me, if you just play all the games. I think the problem is some like people will skip four games of Kingdom Hearts and they'll be like, the plot makes no sense. Because we didn't play four of the games. If you read the first two books of Harry Potter and then read the last one and say Harry Potter makes no sense, it's like, well, you didn't read the books in between. Yeah, yeah um, it did. It did just heavily. It like it became a meme, you know. But like, like how people would say that Donald is a terrible healer, and you're like, you have to go into the settings, you know. But but yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. But but and it, real quick, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts. They had a lot of mystery and I'm the story like, that was involved that I liked a lot, and I feel like Kingdom Hearts three. Did not deliver on on the mis- the mystery aspects or the story aspects. Where it I delivered agree. on the hard aspects. It did not deliver on the brain. Like it didn't it didn't satisfy like my thinking muscle. It satisfied my heart, but it did not satisfy my brain. I will also say this: as far as the story goes, in people's defense, I do not like that main storyline components were included in a mobile game, which you oh, told me. No, no, that's trash. That That's is trash. not okay to me. The mobile like, game I think thing is so trash. Like, you know, it's my fault that I haven't played fucking Chain of Memories on the DS or whatever. I don't even know what system that originally, where it originally released. Like, that is on me for not playing it. But, like, the mobile game, I, I'm just not, I think most people are just not no, into that playing. Tra- I, I agree. Like, I don't I think that, that, should, that should not be a thing. And and it was you and someone else was saying, I think uh, Tyree was saying the same thing. Like, a lot of the story of 
going into Kingdom Hearts 3 is actually in the mobile game. Stuff that I would have no idea. When you end the Kingdom Hearts yeah. 3 and there's like the box and all that, and I'm just, like, I don't know anything about that, that shit. That's really annoying. So, yeah, I so all of the other stuff pre-mobile game yes. uh, is what I'm talking about. Once yeah. the mobile game became a thing, I started to really get annoyed because there's a lot of relevant story wrapped up in that mobile game, and I think that's really dumb. Yeah, like I have to watch a YouTube video. I have, to... I have, yeah, and it's a pay-to-win, like, 3,000-hour game. Like, I don't got time for that. What? Mm, the next Kingdom Hearts plot-relevant point will be coming to a calculator near you. <laughs> so that's what you were – that's your jab from earlier about the Texas instrument. I, yeah, I mean, in actuality, because, like, apparently there's, like – there's an arc in that game, in the mobile game, that has to do with young Xehanort and, like, his backstory. And, what? And, like, it's apparently really good and very sad. And I'm just like, you know what sucks? It's that I'm never going to play that shitty mobile <laughs> game. I'm just like, that just, sucks I'm never going to play it. And I'm the, one of the hugest Kingdom Hearts fans that I know. And I'm not going to – like, I tried. I even tried. Because I actually despise mobile games. I just can't get into yeah. them. I don't I'm know if it's just like way. playing them on the phone or whatever, but I just can't get into them. Well, and, mobile... and I tried. I tried to play that game. I put that hatred aside to try and play that game for Kingdom, I Hearts. Love Kingdom Hearts that much. And I was like, this game is shit. And it looks like shit. And <laughs> like my friend that was like the, my friend that was trying to get me to play it was like, you just got it. And I was like, I ain't just gotta do shit. It's all he said this game is shit. <laughs> the game does look like shit. It plays like shit. I don't think the game is good at all. Damn. I tried playing it as well. well it's not a good it. game. But it just sucks because I know some people dog on Chain of Memories. As is not a surprise here on this podcast, I'm a huge fan of card games. And Chain of Memories, the deck building aspect of that game is really fucking fun. And uh, obviously the game doesn't play out like a card game, but you build your deck for the action uh, sequences. And it's really fun when you get your deck flowing in a certain way. And so I like Chain of Memories a lot. My point is, had, I don't know, I just, I hate that it went to cell phones because if instead everything that was put into that cell phone game was put into like King PS Hearts games or PSP oh, games or, or whatever, or three, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they would be because they would be complete games. They wouldn't yeah. just be like an ongoing cash grab, like pay four thousand dollars to be able to play the game. Right. If they if they just made it a complete forty dollar, fifty dollar, sixty dollar game on a DS, a three DS, a PSP, a PS Vita, whatever, like I would have bought them and enjoyed them. Like I I don't like the PS Vita. I think that system sucks, but. I would have bought a PS Vita. Sony agrees with you. Sony does agree with me. So, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, that's, I, that, oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Anthony. No, I mean that's that's just like I think that's something to be said about like when thinking about developing, just developing in general, but you know, especially developing like a game and trying to like realize where your audience is and trying to keep that audience. Yeah, I, I suspect I have a sneaking suspicion because I don't like Square Enix as a corporation. I just have a sneaking suspicion that Square Enix was pushed in that direction because money. Yeah, because oh, like it's monetary incentive. And it sucks because Kingdom Hearts could. You know what it is? You know what all of this is? What like, you know what me and Kenny used to do? We, our friendship was kind of like bonded through this, like partially. Kingdom Hearts theory crafting. That's mm-hmm. what we would do. We would literally sit just talking Kingdom about Hearts things that you think. Theory craft. Yeah. yeah. We'd be like, yo, because I don't know if anyone, I don't know how many people remember, but before Roxas had a name, he had an acronym 
<laughs> it was BHK because he was the blonde haired kid. No That's one knew true. who he was. And That's everyone was like, who do you think BHK is? Oh, well, maybe he's blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's this, maybe he's that. We had this theory. That what's his like, relation with Sora? What's this? What's that? Yeah. I remember at the end of Chain of Memories, at the end of Chain of Memories on the Game Boy, you see like a little picture and it's blonde haired kid. On sitting on top of the clock tower in Twilight Town, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. Why is he in yeah. Twilight Town? Who yeah, is yeah. this kid?" I even There's like a- how they have the X in their names, like the organization thirteen members and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, as a part of like their yeah, and you can take uh, it out and then rearrange the letters, and you get what's their- that called again? It's not an acronym; it's a anagram. Anagram, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool too. Roxas and the whole Sora thing, and like Axel and what's his name, Lee or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like me and Kenny used to do that all the time, right? And Kingdom Hearts has gotten to a point that like we can't even have fun theory crafting anymore because, well, the next plot relevant thing is in this mobile game. Or yeah, three thousand hours system. of story or, is in a fucking pay to win game. I yeah. can't. Believe, I just cannot believe that's real. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm not like a teenager anymore. I can like very easily see through that. That, that yeah, very yeah that's the, other thing too. the like, younger me would probably be susceptible to some shit like this yeah but like now i'm like 30 something and i'm like yeah. man square enix you can fuck yourself <laughs> yeah, micro <laughs> microtransactions are a fucking yeah. big no for me i got caught with that shit with pokemon go they definitely pulled on my six-year-old heartstrings um and i was i started to empty my wallet a little bit i started to actually pay to play pokemon go I got caught up with the rest. The whole world almost got fucking wrapped up in that shit. And I just one day cold turkey stopped. I was like, this isn't this is a rant. Like, this is not Pokemon. This is fucking you took my childhood and you weaponized it. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. They like but fucking yeah, weaponized it. They did succeed in like creating world peace for like a week. I they remember did. when I Pokemon Go it. first came out, everyone in the world was happy for like yep. a week. <laughs> New Yorkers were happy. Instead of pushing each other out the way and cursing each other out about where they had to go, people were running for Charizard. They were pushing their, yeah, they were pushing and trampling <laughs> each other for a Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> world peace for, for a second. Uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is a it's it's a big part of my childhood because it brings together one of my favorite things, which is Final Fantasy. And I don't really like I'm not a I'm not the biggest Disney fan. I'm not gonna act like I am, but I did grow up watching all the Disney movies. Like I could yeah, I know all sure. of them. Like, yeah, I know Little Mermaid, I know Beauty and the Beast, especially. I know Lion King, I know Toy Story. So like seeing those all brought together is like, yeah, this is this is this is really fucking cool. Like, even though I'm not a big it, fan of Disney like that, it's still really, really cool. I I yeah, I always thought it was cool. Something that frustrated me a lot. And this frustrates me to this day because I'll meet somebody and they'll hear I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan and they'll like scoff at me or something, right? And they'll blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, well, I'm the problem is I'm a really big Final Fantasy fan. I'm like, yeah, okay, me too. Like, there's there's people that'll just they'll be like, yeah, but I'm a big Final Fantasy <laughs> fan. And like, I cannot believe that they mixed my Final Fantasy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I mean, okay, I played them all too, buddy. Like, whatever. Yeah. But I also if- haven't come, thankfully, I have not come across those people, but. I'm sure they exist because I can just imagine that being a thing. People who are like, this is too kiddy, This is too childlike. Oh, yeah. Because my younger self kind of thought that. I was like, why would I want to play a game where Disney characters are involved with like Squall and Cloud? Like that just sounds yeah. Bro, I was like, I saw that commercial for Kingdom Hearts 1 and I like immediately called my dad and I was like, I know what I want for, for, for Christmas. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> it's actually funny he, he got it for me my, my dad got me kingdom hearts one and i actually in in an alternate timeline i hate kingdom hearts i'm not a fan of it and never played it because Damn. because 
I was playing the game and I got to Wonderland and I was like, bro, fuck this game. One of the first ones? <laughs> I was like, bro, fuck this game. Damn, I specifically remember. Wonderland, Wonderland is so trash when you're hating it. And my it's dad called world. me. He called me like some weeks after he gave me the game. And he was like, yeah, so like, you know, how are you liking that? That game that got you kingdom, whatever. And I was like, uh, I'm not playing it. <laughs> and and his like, dad was what? like, boy? I don't uh, that game. Yeah, I was better like, go play it. <laughs> he, he, so, he like he softly pushed me in that direction. He was like, maybe you should try it again in like a little bit. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I was like, I spent sixty dollars on that game. You're going to go play it. <laughs> but I legit put down Kingdom Hearts for a little while because I was like, fuck whatever is happening in this part of whatever. I have a question um, for you guys. Um, so you brought up like the Alice in Wonderland world or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. what, are, what are some of you guys' favorite worlds in Kingdom Hearts? Like, what are some of the worlds that when you do replay Kingdom Hearts games, you really can't wait till you get to this part or, like, this world really makes you happy? Um, so, hmm, I love Hollow Bastion. Same. Um, just the as music a too. Oh, he went for music. the easy answer. I was thinking of the Hol- Disney world. Yeah, yeah, but... No, that's what I'm. I'm gonna think of a Disney. Hollow world. Bastion is definitely the Oathkeeper Oblivion of answers. Hollow here. Bastion's music, though, is out of control. It is so like, good. <laughs> it is so. I'm listening to it in my head right now. I don't know about it's, you guys, but I'm playing it in my head right now. It's out of control. Like it's not it's, okay. Especially in Kingdom Hearts is. Two. Especially in Kingdom Hearts Two. Oh my god. That's um, so Verdant Garden. What's it called? Uh, Radiant. Radiant Garden. There you go. Uh, what's it called? Um, I always loved Olympus Coliseum. I just like I like that it was always just combat rushes. Um, yeah. I do enjoy exploration, especially in Kingdom Hearts One. Uh, I like the exploration of worlds. I I like exploration in games in general. Um, but something about Olympus Coliseum always feeling like it was like a test, like. You're going in, and it's all these combat. The fests, first one established cups. Olympus Coliseum is such a cool ass world, and I'm con- this is another thing about three that I just don't fuck with. So you know how in Kingdom Hearts one and two, Olympus Coliseum kind of feels like a place where you go, where you know there's going to be optional bosses. Um, it's a place where you can enter those little tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you kind of lock things and kind of grind and stuff like that. You could use it to like level up. There's a, there's a bunch of things you can do at Olympus Coliseum, but it has that feel, like you said, it has that feel to it, right? Yep. And, and you always know this is going to be like a hub world in a sense. Yeah. 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 It, exactly. It felt more like a hub world. And three, it, it's the first world, which was uh, which was different. But then, like, there's not really much of a reason to go back. It's dude. It's a disappointment because I love Olympus Coliseum and Kingdom Hearts three. When you play Olympus Coliseum, yeah, it's it's really really fun. It's amazing. It's an amazing I love exploring world. it. Yeah, it's great. Also, the bosses then, and everything. It's really disappointing when like you're done the game and you're like, okay. Where's like the cup? Where's the Colosseum? Like, yeah, like where exactly? I, where do I fight Cloud? The, and where does his wing come out? Where do I fight Sephiroth? And his wing comes out. Yeah, like how isn't there a Colosseum? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. To, when I think to, about iconic Kingdom Hearts things, I always think about Kingdom Hearts One fighting Leon and fucking Cloud at the same time. Yes, and what then, a fight! Yeah, and then and, in Cage Two, I love the cutscene in Cage Two. By the way, when Cloud and Leon or Cloud and Squall are back to back, and it's like all these heartless. And they're talking about like how many they're going to kill. Yeah. And then uh, I forget. Look, one of them says like, "No, he's like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, that like Squall's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna 
like we may be outnumbered or something, and then Cloud's like, "Well, it'll be really tough if one more shows up." <laughs> yeah, and, then the, and then the other one but i think the other one says like uh well that'll be the one i have to take out or yeah, something like that. yeah 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 really cool. to see squall and clap like if you grow up here's that's the thing that i hate about like the quote-unquote final fantasy fans that don't like kingdom hearts is i think they're missing the fact that it's there's final fantasy fan service in there like if you love yes. seven and eight Yes. There's something really magical about but seeing Wall and Cloud back to back. Yes. Like that shit is dope. What you're missing is that the people that say that, those quote unquote Final Fantasy fans are the same people that are like, well, Final Fantasy 7 through present aren't real Final Fantasy. Games. Oh, God. It's only <laughs> really Final Fantasy 6 and Final Fantasy 5. And Final Fantasy, I didn't actually play it because it was only released in Japan. Right. Like, and don't get me wrong, those games are great. Final Fantasy 6, Final Fantasy 5, great games. But, like, you know, just don't gatekeep. Like, nobody. Exactly. Like, Please don't gatekeep. As a Let person. enjoy things. Yeah, seriously. Like, as a person, nobody ever likes those people. Yeah. Like, Let just... people enjoy things. Period. If people, like, and a lot of people have only played probably 10 and, and, and after, right? The ones where they speak, because people don't like to read for whatever reason. So that's, and that's fine. Like, <laughs> if, you've never, if you've never played any of the prior games, if, if literally you started with fucking 13, and you think 13 is one of the best games you ever played, which is wild, by all means, have at it. Throw that in there like that. <laughs> he <laughs> really, he you really just, have to be just, shady like that. That was so cold. Like that was so. Why do you do this to me now, Kenny? You, you act like you don't know who I am. Like, come on. You know how I am. Even no. when I'm talking about not gatekeeping and not being an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole in that moment. <laughs> that <laughs> was just of, cold. That's part of my personality. Uh, oh yeah, man. I, so for me, I do want to answer this question for myself too. So as far as favorite worlds. This is like a probably come as a shock to some people. I don't know why, but since Kingdom Hearts 2, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Um, oh, that's an amazing world. I, I love it in Kingdom Hearts 2, and I, and it's part, part of it is because of the graphics of it. Like, it's a complete change from the rest of the game. You look completely, sure. everything looks completely different. There's a there's an element of, of realism. It just kind of shows you, like, hey, we could make this game look like this if we wanted to. Like, yeah. for the people who want their Final Fantasy more than they want the Disney aspect. We could make it look realistic if we want it. We just don't. So they have like real looking people and everything. Uh, and then Kingdom Hearts 3, when you play the Pirates of the Caribbean world, I think it one beautiful. Like the, the fact that you get to actually uh, go, go on the ocean and the fucking Black Pearl and just literally just go around, do whatever you want. That world is huge. You can dive underwater. There's a mm-hmm. whole world underwater, a bunch of secret shit. And awesome. then battle music top tier oh my god the battle music is amazing and the ports and stuff that you can land at all the islands that all the islands that you can land at and there's so many fights and shit that happen on islands and there's islands that have like people on it and shit and they're just kind of going about their lives i think that that world is not only gigantic but beautiful to be in that world's really good the pirates of the caribbean world's amazing i lost my mind on that world my favorite world but it comes with a small caveat my favorite world in cage three is the toy story world uh, yeah. I grew up loving Toy Story, and I love like the toy version of Sword Donald and Goofy. Yeah, and it was just really cool running around in Andy's room and like running around like in outside and going to the the, the Toy Store Pizza Planet. Yeah, um, all being that outside shit is... in Kingdom Hearts is so funny to me. Like just being on the fucking curb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... having a fight on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. So that world is so sick. I love. I also love when Woody throws shade at Young Xehanort. 
what he's like, you don't have any friends. And that no one loves you, (laughs) bro. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, now how to hear, partner, you ain't got no friends. Uh, I was like, what what are you Case in point, like Sora delivered one of his best lines during that cutscene when he tells young Xehanort, you've been, you've got caught up, you got so busy chasing shadows that you forgot about the light that cast them. I was like, damn, all right, so somebody actually like wrote this mm. script. That's good. Yeah, I was about to say, that's definitely some poetic shit right there. He just like, 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 shit. But it's just, you know, I don't know what happened. Like, because Kingdom Hearts won Sora, you know... Like during the, especially toward the end of the game, when he called Riku stupid because Riku was like, "I've attained all this power," and he's That's like, "Stupid!" Stupid! He's like, "You're stupid!" <laughs> like you're 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 attaining power, and for what? They're gonna use you, obviously. And then like, chain of memories happens, and you're like, "Oh no, Sora, what's happening to you?" Like you're getting a little, and then you're like, "Oh, he's losing his memories." Okay, okay. And then he goes to sleep, and then he wakes up as Kingdom Hearts two Sora. And I always say he he you know he, he's a little. He's nominated a few links yeah, short of the chain because <laughs> he woke up and was pretty dumb. And I was oh. like, I was like, why is Sora stupid now? Damn. And then he continued to be stupid until Dream Drop Distance. When like uh when Zigbar tells him uh, the Keyblade, he was like, as if the Keyblade would choose a wimp like you. And Sora was like, you know what? I've had it. He was like, so what? The Keyblade didn't choose me. I know that. He was like, but I'm a part of something bigger. The people it did choose. And I was like, there it is. There's like not stupid Sora again. And I was like, all right. And then he's not stupid anymore. Well, I mean, I don't know. He like gave his heart up for Kyrie. So maybe my uh, just speaking of just Sora and some badass moments t- forever. I think my absolute favorite just like moment of Kingdom Hearts is Sora versus Riku. When Riku is about to bring the sword down, and then Sora's like all depressed, and then he he brings up and blocks it with his keyblade. He's like, "Forget it. Like, There's no way you're taking Kyrie's heart." And then ah. they start rumbling. That part I remember seeing that part so many times, maybe because you know Riku kicked my ass. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say you had no choice but to watch that cutscene like twelve times. So. But uh, I love that part so much, man. That, that that part is also one of my other favorite parts of Kingdom Hearts is in the Land of Dragons world in Kingdom Hearts Two. When Sword gets in line and the guy punches him in the face, <laughs> like one of the dude, one of Mulan's friends, punches him in the face. I like the Mulan worlds too. Actually, now that you say that, yeah, Mulan, Mulan world cool. is sick. Um, oh man! Oh, also, Aladdin. The Aladdin worlds are so good. I don't like yeah, it in are. Kingdom Hearts one. I wasn't like. I wasn't really. You know, I think it's just that, like actual like Agrabah itself just kind of. It was like er, for me, Kingdom Hearts two was great, and then I'm trying to remember Lord Kingdom Hearts one though. Kingdom Hearts three, it was pretty it was much relatively like, small. Yeah, the Cave of Wonders was two. cool though. The Cave of Wonders was cool. I like that. Yeah. Was the only thing that saved it in that game. And did you, say, did you say what your favorite world was overall? Um, overall, Ooh, I don't know about if you have one. Or was one of your favorite? I don't know if I have one overall. I know like Kingdom Hearts one, my favorite world is is probably um. Deep Jungle. Uh, Deep Jungle is a, a good world, aside from the vine swinging. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, you just reminded me of Pride Rock, it's by the way. It's Hollow Bastion. I hate Pride Rock in Kingdom Hearts 2. That's when you are a lion, right? Like, you're actually yeah. a cub. Like, yeah. if it weren't so... You know, I would like it if you didn't have to go back. If you didn't have yeah, to go back, go back to back. Oh, my God. I hate the good. fighting in that world. It's just not... I don't yeah, know. It's you're not, not intuitive. You. It's not intuitive. It just doesn't yeah. feel right. It feels um, like you're in the water fighting. Kingdom Hearts 3 might be Toy Box. 
Might also be Pirates of the Caribbean. It's between those two. Yeah. I was gonna say the caveat for toy boxes. I hate the Gundams. Like I just don't want to be mm, in the Gundams all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything aside from the fact that you got to fight in the Gundams a bunch. But uh, um, Big Hero Six, I like that world only because you can fly in that world. Like when it's you, em- it's just empty though. It feels empty. Yeah. Empty. So that's the thing. I only the the only thing about me playing Kingdom Hearts Three is that I remember and it only took two days, but as I was playing the game. I remember saying to myself, I cannot wait to get glide and uh, mm. you get glide like around that part. And so flying around that big ass city was really cool. But then, like you said, it's really not like, it's not really a world. It's just a city. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's got the opposite problem that, that Arendelle from frozen ends up having. Whereas like, like Arendelle's a hallway the entire time. <laughs> yeah. it is. And actually. it's not, it's, it's not a bad hallway. No, it's, it's a beautiful like, hallway. It's Great a hallway that you gotta gals. like, stop. No. <laughs> it's it's a hallway that you have to do like three times and i'm like yes yes you gotta spin the room around and shit it's kind of weird yeah yeah but like overall the world itself was fine i I do appreciate that they put the entire let it go in that in the game though like the entire thing so funny yeah i was with it i know look I know people hate Let It Go, and I'm not. Yeah, people hate it because it was a, a cultural phenomenon. But I thought it was fun that they put the entire thing. They didn't abridge it at all. Yeah, they put the whole thing in there, and you know what? Like, good for them because Let It Go was gigantic. It was huge. So, you know what? Throw it in there. Who you couldn't turn I'll YouTube on. You couldn't open YouTube without seeing a fucking cover of Let It Go. Yeah, Let It Go was gigantic. But I mean, that's just like another example of something that you know people. It just get me. It gets memed to hate it. Like, oh, let's can, let's talk about that. Let's talk about Donald. As far as the memes, go. yeah. Oh, let's yeah, talk about yeah. Donald. Let's talk. About I was Donald. I was going to talk about Frozen, but yeah, no, but we gotta we gotta save Donald. <clears throat> yeah, let's let's because he gets a bad rap for no reason at all. The one of the biggest Kingdom Hearts memes is Donald doesn't heal. He's a terrible healer. Fuck Donald. Blah blah blah. And I did multiple playthroughs of the game. Donald's actually amazing. He hooks you, and especially in Kingdom Hearts one. Me and Ant always talk about this, how your team really feel unlike all, pretty much every other Kingdom Hearts game, KH1 does it the best, where your team really does feel like a team. Uh, because Goofy gets like MP gifts, for example. And Goofy will be MP gifting you or Donald. So Donald will be curing you guys. You're obviously the main DPS. Um yep. your team plays together really well. And if you go in and you mess with your settings, tweak your settings for your party members to the way you like it, they play really well. I I have video evidence. I have a whole stream of multiple Kingdom Hearts games where Donald saves my fucking life on multiple occasions. Where I was like, oh my god, I'm dead. And then all of a sudden, Donald's like, Sora! And then I'm like, holy shit, and I end up winning the fight. Donald pulls the fuck through, man. You're just bad at the game. Like that's Just just say what it is. Just say that you're bad at the game. Like It's not Donald, it's you. Like, no way. Like, He's just a terrible healer. He's a terrible healer, and I don't it's know It's like when people say, I pressed that button. I swear to God, I oh pressed God, the button. I love those people. <laughs> I, pressed that button. I love those. Like you people. didn't press the button. It's it's <laughs> you know it's binary. It's did you press the button or did you not press the button? The game didn't just like take the button away from. Those you. are the best it people didn't. to play in fighting games too. <laughs> I swear I pressed that button. I blocked. I was I blocked blocking. Nah, so I blocked you blocking. Oh, I just I that's something in my pocket. You cheating? If I didn't have something in my pocket, I would have won. That's right. Yeah. If my window wasn't open, I would have won. <laughs> if my window wasn't open, this is one of the best. <laughs> my window, my fucking was dog, open. my fucking dog in my leg. Uh, but you know, like it's just it's gotten meme to death that Donald doesn't 
know how to heal and yeah you know honestly at this point i'm just like i'm too damn old to tell i you i have never had a problem with my party members honestly <laughs> in kingdom hearts games i just kind of uh i mean i i know how to play the main character so like i really don't yeah they're well, kind of also after Kingdom Hearts 1, it doesn't matter what Donald and Goofy do because Sora is so OP. That's Sora what I was thinking. Like, really he's so broke. Like, you can really cheese the games. Dude, when he uh, starts flipping, when in Kingdom Hearts 2, when he was like flipping around and there was like light rings coming out of his keyblade, yes. I was like, this kid's like. And then, like, when I saw the trailer <laughs> for Kingdom Hearts 3, I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's a part of the Green Lantern Corps. Yes. That's, yes. He's, he's not. Fair. Yo, that's the I best way to describe him in 3. Literally, really Green is. Lantern. Like he's I making rides uh, and shit. I'm like, you're making literal constructs out of light, <laughs> my guy, with a fucking yeah. key. He's not okay. <laughs> I know for on forums and shit back in those forum argument days. I love Link. Like Ant, two of my favorite franchises in the world are Zelda and Kingdom Hearts. I grew up with Link first. I'm huge biased toward Link. <laughs> I know where I know where this but, is going. But y'all got to be real. Like, I don't think Link can beat Sora. Like, Sora is ridiculous. Yeah. Sora is out of control. <laughs> He's outrageous. Like, I love Link. Link can throw hands. But Sora is just not okay. It's, it's like this. If, if Link wins, it's because of his inventory, not because of his moveset. <laughs> yeah. Sora, Sora is just... I think Sora... Has- is literally light. Like, he is literally Admiral Kizaru, like, <laughs> Like, just that's his dad. all over the place. He's literally he's light. I think news. he's just light. Like, I think he's and, actually fucking and light. And see, he's about as derpy, too, so, you yeah. know, it hurts. Like, the it's mirror shield's cool and all, but, bitch, I have Reflectica. <laughs> oh my like, god which I've you want to talk about oh man broken spells in kingdom hearts Reflect that might be one of the most it. broken i think that that is the ones Reflect out of the ones that you can use spell out of the ones that you can use right because we also seen fucking stopga from master xehanort and kingdom hearts 3 which was wild yes. i was like no he didn't That's just do that to mickey but uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh, out of the spells that you can use, Reflect is so busted in Kingdom Hearts 2. It is out. It will, it will never come back. I don't think they'll ever bring that shit back. Nah, it's so they, good. They, they saw how it was being used, and they were like, oh. That wasn't as intended. I think it's <laughs> no, one no. of the most broken skills in game, in like in a game. Yes, like, it's that action, bad. It's, like, it has such... Games, Kingdom Hearts, Devil May Cry, shit like that. Like Reflect is so good. It's got such favorable frame data. It's it does. Like, it actually does. Like if it, if Sora is actually mm. so in two days, we get a new Smash character. We get the final Smash character. Mm. And now I'm hearing more mainstream rumors that it's Sora. Um, if that happens and his down B is reflect, it's over. That's the <laughs> best counter in the game, right? If there. if his down B is reflect, it's going to be the best counter, and y'all just gonna have to hold this L because that move <laughs> is wild. It should just kill you. It's wild. Uh... Sora could do too much stuff. I would love if not only like okay, give Sora if let's say he's in Smash, give Sora an MP bar, uh, but it'll be it'll be different than um, uh, whatever his name uh, is, heroes, heroes, yeah. But it could be similar, but yeah, he has an MP bar and he has like the MP recharge. But then also give him a drive bar and let my man let my man go in the Valor form and shit. So I was gonna say if you hold B like Shulk, he goes into different modes. Like you can oh, choose dope. you can choose the like a little command list opens and it's like, you know, Valor, Wisdom, Master, Final, or however however they want to do it. It could be fucking the forms from three or whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do, but just some kind of way where he does go into different forms. Can't let him have final. That's got to be a final smash. 
You're right. Final, yeah, you can't yeah. Look, you can't I, I don't really play Smash anymore, but if Sora is a character, I'm going to go get all the DLC characters and start yep. playing Smash again. Yep. Well, in two days, bro, it might happen. I just, here's the thing. Will. I'd love it for Sora, but I just want people to be ready for it to be fucking Koopa Kid or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to like be ready. That's all. Ranty. Yeah. Yo. Honestly, I'm 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 sad because I did say to myself that, and I even said this on the podcast, I will not succumb to believing that it, there's any chance of it being Sora. But I have slowly seen YouTubers like Larry Lur and fucking Tweak, and just, like they're talking about it now. They're saying that on Reddit. Uh, so get, apparently, did you hear what happened, Kenny? Don't get swindled, Frazier. I'm getting swindled. I've heard. Don't get I've swindled. Heard don't swindle of, yourself. I've heard a lot of things, so you. I don't know. So Larry what? Lur says something along the lines. <laughs> I haven't of, heard anything from Larry Lur, so. He said something along the lines of like, there was a meeting with the director of Kingdom Hearts. So he works for like um, Square Enix, and like some so the guy who leaked that works for Square Enix, of course, right? Of course, the the leaker always works for one of the companies. And there was a meeting between uh, Nintendo and like the Square Enix guy that's like the director of Kingdom Hearts or something. So I don't know, man. It's I'm telling y'all, you're getting goofy. I know I'm I'm gonna be so fucking so the, the, when the next podcast so this podcast will come out on Monday when the next one comes out and we already know who the character is yeah we'll be able to talk about it we'll talk about it and I'm gonna be fucking sick if it's not Sora but if it is Sora we're gonna probably spend a whole podcast fact, I guess potential spoilers for the next podcast because we did a podcast on the Detended Direct our next podcast episode could just be a recap of the Sakurai presents like for real yeah yeah we could go like, over whatever it. the mean, Sakurai presents is. Yeah, we can go over it, and I mean, if 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 we can get um, Sango to come on, or, or you know, whatever. Yeah, we can or go through. Uh, if it's Sora, if it's Sora, then <laughs> honestly, if it's Sora, then all four of us could just do the podcast. If it's like, if it's Sora, I'm gonna be mind blown. Like, because I honestly have just given up on like the idea that Disney will just relinquish the rights to him. And yeah, that's kind of that, that, yeah. That's probably just because I've I've like. I've just I've grown so bitter from from corporations having you know dealt with with Hollywood. Already, right, here's like, the, the trailer starts. The trailer starts. It shows like blah blah blah, and you start hearing Master Xehanort ranting. Right, he's talking his shit, and they're talking about light and darkness, and everybody starts losing their minds, and like Sora's uh, there, Kenny? and then Sora's like, it's getting kind of cold, and then whew, you see a keyblade slash across the screen, and it's Kenny. Elsa. And it pops up and it says, Elsa, let's it go. <laughs> Kenny, please stop choosing violence. Uh, how do you feel oh. about us doing a live react to it? You mean, like, yeah, I can do that. We could, like, yeah. how do you feel about recording, like, watching it? I think it comes out Tuesday. Uh, I'm off work Monday and Tuesday, by the way. So I'm actually completely free for the next two days. So when this comes, whenever they announce it, like I will be. Dude, I'm super down because I'll be. Man, I can't wait to see Elsa, man. I'm Yo, I'm so, kind of, I'm kind of hoping it's Elsa lets it go, just so that everyone's mad. Not Elsa lets it go. First of all, y'all said this too many I just times kinda, now. Like I, I have, I have no skin in that game, so I, I just want for everyone to be angry. Not Elsa lets it go though. Like, Yo, they you cannot... can't tell me, you can't tell me that like she pops up and she's like. And it's like Elsa lets it go, and <laughs> oh like God. and it freeze frames. Everyone would be so mad. It fucking free, and then, and then I want her to be Echo Fighter of Zelda too. So not only is she just like, <laughs> she just like, <laughs> oh, shit. like I want so her. Much. 
I want her side B. Factory people would be so mad. Oh, I want her side B to be instead of dense fire. I just want it to be like a little ice crystal, then it freezes you instead. Like it's just. OP as I just want Sora to be a background decoration on her stage. Yes. Oh, or when she wins, no. she's like, "Nice work, nice work." You know, Elsa or some shit. <laughs> I know yeah. Elsa's final smash, like Sora comes out and goes final form just to get everybody hyped. That is uh, wild because then people have to play with final smashes. Yo, but an, an Echo Fighter of Zelda would be so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, bro, I'm paying $5 for this. That'd be a oh, man. That's, what, that's why y'all can't let me make video games. I'm just trying to like make people mad. Like, you want to uh, talk about violence, though? There will be actual violence. That'd be so just, good. I would I would laugh at everyone that held out for hope. <laughs> I'm like, this is what happens. Well, unfortunately, I've gotten. Right I was so adamant on not buying into the Sora hype, but now that we're fucking doing a Kingdom Hearts podcast, I hope it's Sora. But I, you know, I'm not going to let. My point is, if if it's not Sora, I'm not going to be disappointed. Yeah, like, no, there's no, people, I'll be there's fine. people that are because there's live. people. Maybe my problem with the leaks is that there's people that become sold on them, and then so when it's not. The leak, they go, man, fuck Nintendo. Like, they always do this to us. It's like, they never said it was Sora. All right. You, yeah, saw, you played yeah. yourself. Like, yeah. They're like, yeah. Nintendo knew we were going to think it was Sora. It's like, Check you yourself about? before you wreck yourself. Yeah. But no, anyway, I... back, back to Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah. How about well, least favorite worlds? Because I got, like, I, I don't like um, my least favorite. I'm not my least favorite, favorite world is always going to be Wonderland. It's that bad. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 1 in a long time. You guys have played it recently. I mean, but... it, it almost made me stop playing the franchise. Damn. So Wonderland's really boring. Like, I don't like it. It's just also like not it. a well-designed world. It's weird. Like, I, I don't want to call myself, like, a game designer because I've never designed a game. But I do I do DM. I do, I mean, I do, do have, master. Degree, I do I have like an arts and crafts degree, though. I also so feel I, like what you do has to be somewhat in the realm though you create I mean, things yeah yeah like I, I understand like the process for it i've never like yeah. developed the game but i do like you're closer like, to it you're closer to it than most human beings are who are not actually game developers you know what i mean yeah i guess that's fair for, for I'm, I'm a visual effects artist so i like deal with that yeah but, like i'm pretty <laughs> sure that you guys come up in the credits for games <laughs> visual effects like yeah, yeah. but um, like I, I just uh like having having run enough D and D campaigns at this point, I have like you have to consider game development. Like you have to consider like, oh, this is going to be fun for the players, or oh, that really didn't work. It was boring for the players, and like trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. So like you know, it gives you like a different purview on like you know just game development in general. Whereas like now. I'll like watch or play a game and have like an appreciation for something I never noticed before, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so like, as far as that's concerned, Wonderland is a terrible world. It's just like poorly. It's poorly. You developed. guys almost make me want to download an emulator just so I can play Wonderland and see how bad it is. Cause I don't remember. It's just a poorly it's developed world. And when like, even imagining it on paper, I'm just like, were y'all high? Did y'all go to <laughs> Wonderland? Because what the <laughs> fuck is this? It's really like boring. But it, and now I have to talk to flowers? What? But like there's no clue to do that? Uh, sure. It's pretty bad. The thing is, as an adult, and maybe it's because I've already played it, as an adult, like I can beat that world in less than an hour. But as a kid, I remember spending fucking more than a like more than a day in that world. As yeah. a kid, I was stuck there for So basically, so long. it's very unclear on what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. That's one of the things. Yeah, it's just it's not just and it's it's also just really confusing and maze like, which is fine. But I'm fine with being lost in a game 
But that that world isn't fun or interesting either. So if they want to make it esoteric and weird and confusing and you get lost in it, do it in a world that's interesting. Like I don't give a fuck about Alice in Wonderland. Like I don't it's not an interesting world. Yeah. Something something I've learned from from running Dungeons and Dragons is like when you're setting up a trap, right? A well-run trap is a trap that like the players go for, trigger and then when they trigger it, they're like, oh, fuck, because they realize they could have avoided that. Yeah. That means it was well designed because, like, you gave enough clues, you choreographed it well enough, but then you also taunted them well enough that they did it. They fell for it anyway. And then they're blaming themselves. A poorly designed trap is, like, when the players are like, what the fuck? Like, how was I supposed to know that that happened? Yes. That's how would I ever figure that out? Like. That's yeah. what Wonderland yeah. feels like. So. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh. I don't like the Under the Sea world, especially because, and I think in the first Kingdom Hearts, it's just a musical world, right? No, in the Kingdom Hearts 2, it's a musical world. In Kingdom oh. Hearts 1, it's a full world. Okay, it's a full world in Kingdom Hearts 1, and in 2, it's just a fucking, I don't know, a rhythm game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a rhythm game? Oh, God. And then I'm they just... were like, this is such a great idea that we're going to make this a whole game. <laughs> to be fair... Melody of Memory is pretty damn sick. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good it's actually a good rhythm game. It's yeah. just a funny joke. No, but no, yeah, I uh yeah, I I don't I don't like the under the sea worlds in any of the games, honestly. Yeah, I just I'm not a fan. I like but, it in Kingdom Hearts one, but I'm also biased because Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney movie. So. Oh, you love Little Okay, that that's fair. I, oh I my god, Mermaid. now you said that Beauty and the Beast. I fucking love Beauty and the Beast. Oh right, that was a that was a really solid world in Kingdom Hearts too. Yes, that might Zelda. be like that was definitely like one of my top worlds in Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I also love Belle. I also love the little teacups and stuff and the candle. Yeah. Oh, so good. And Beast is always a great companion. I mean, yes. you know, Beast. Yo, if it weren't for him in Kingdom Hearts one, there would be no Kingdom Hearts two. So Yo. you know, Beast. So you get a party member in every world basically, and uh, Beast is one of the not fair ones. Uh, well, I mean, okay, he kind of has to be, and I didn't realize. <laughs> as playing as a kid the first time, like analyzing it or anything, but playing kingdom hearts one again, you go back and you look and Sora only does one point of damage with that wooden sword. So you kind of need the, okay. <laughs> you need him to be ridiculous. You, you look ridiculous. at the, you, like I actually analyzed the health bar of like those dark ball heartless. And it's like a the tiniest little slither. Yeah. Yeah. Beast is wild. Uh, I remember people saying Aladdin was pretty good. Like Aladdin as, a party, is good. as a party member. Yeah. Do I like any of the summons? Also, also, Atlantica, Atlantica, like, Ariel is, like, she's a great party member. I I can't tell you how many times I would, you'd just be like, you'd just be swimming, swimming, and then Heartless pop up, the music starts going, and then you turn around, and it's just bubbles, and Ariel's floating there, and you're like, okay, well, I guess you took care of that. killed the shit out of something over there. obliterated whatever is not there anymore. (laughs) I also think she has Arrow. Before you get arrow, yeah, Ariel has arrow. arrow, which is like one of the best spells in that game. Yep. The thing about the party members in KH one is my first playthrough, I never used them because I had it in my mind that like Dot and Goofy are my boys. I used. Oh, Don can you choose Goofy. to not use them? Yeah, yeah, you can switch them out of your party in KH one and just and just go back to just Donald and Goofy. And so mm. I just used only Donald and Goofy. Upon being older and going back to that game, all the party members are actually pretty broken. Yeah, like all the world yeah. party members are pretty damn good. Like they, they give them remember, some fair shit. I remember Aladdin and Beast being ridiculous, but I forget the other ones that you get that are also like Tarzan's also busted. Tarzan loves to kill yeah. things with his spear, and he's got um, cure before you have cure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? And Kingdom Hearts one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not yeah. in Cage 2 because uh, the rights holders of Tarzan made it, they made it so that Tarzan couldn't be represented in the games anymore. It, it's a it's a big story. But basically, like in Chain of Memories, for example, which is a rehash of Cage 1, it doesn't have the Tarzan world. And one of the reasons why is because the, the, the people that owned the Tarzan estate basically like revoked access to this is so corny i hate i hate that uh so that brings me to another question then is is there any legality reason or something for why there are no final fantasy things in kingdom hearts 3 like no no uh nomura actually talked about it he basically said throughout all the years of kingdom hearts so many characters have been introduced and put into the story and created and there's so many character stories that are intertwined and blah 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 that uh, in writing the script for Cage 3, he said it was one of the hardest scripts that he had to write for any of the Kingdom Hearts games because he really wanted to do a good job, and he eventually realized that there's no way he'll make everybody happy just because the way people are, blah, blah, blah. But he basically said that he couldn't really find room for, for them in the story. Like, in, in what was in what Kingdom Hearts 3 be, became, he did he just didn't really have room for it. That fucking sucks to me. That's a, that's uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of that answer, only because yeah. that is what it started as. I agree. That that feels, and I'm I'm gonna go out on like I'm gonna take a stab in the dark at this, but just having dealt with enough like bureaucracy, red tape, bullshit, and politics and shit like that, I I I get the sense like for me playing Kingdom Hearts three, I got the sense that the development was just kind of all over the place, and I feel like the game feels kind of like, I guess like rickety for for lack of a better word. Because the development itself was rickety and not particularly the, the fault of the developers, probably more so just legalities and red tape and like yeah, just that's what I'm getting like that's, that. Yeah. Because that's why I asked that question. The the main thing, the main thing that really like kind of tipped me off to that was the music, right? The music for Kingdom Hearts three, I do like it and I think that it's great. However, how many original tracks get introduced in Kingdom Hearts three? Not many. Most of it is like remixes, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that felt weird to me because like all of the other Kingdom Hearts games like introduce like new music that is now like a part of like this. Especially too. Tension game. Rising and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of new music in Kingdom my, Hearts. Uh, like a lot. My devil's advocate argument to that is um, I felt that in KH3 it not having a lot of original music made sense. Because KH3 is supposed to be sort of the, the wrap-up, the, the closing, the celebration of the saga. And it bringing back a lot of the old songs from all these previous Kingdom Hearts games and remixing them felt like a way to sort of tie the bow uh, on all the previous games. And I would agree with that if it were just the music. But there were, like, enough, like, other little clues that, like, it just... I do agree with that. It, just, it, it felt, like, off to me. Like, the game was a good game to play, and I think that it was, like, well-developed, especially given its, like, developmental history. But, like, just something about it felt off. And I no, think I, I, that offness... I agree was, with you. Like, um, I, I can almost guarantee because, like, I have to deal with this all the time at work. Just like something is, or like, you ever, like, you ever watching something, you're like, oh man, those effects are bad, or oh man, I can't believe that they let that be in this movie. Like, yep. <laughs> 90%, no, 98% of the time, that is, it's not the people doing the work, it's the people that are, Dude, I would say 99% of the time. Uh, uh, yeah. It's always, it's always the budget and the schedule. Yeah, and that's probably honestly what Kingdom Hearts 3 suffers from is that it had such a weird developmental process. Also, there is 
there there are the two things to consider that Namora is like kind of wacky at this point, but it's also not really his fault because apparently Square gave him like leadership over the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Kingdom Hearts three, uh, the next Final Fantasy game, or well, I mean not anymore, but like then also he was doing Final Fantasy thirteen verses, and then when Final when Final Fantasy thirteen verses came out, there were two other like additional Final Fantasy games that he was also running so like square ennis was pretty much putting a lot on his back yeah, that's actually kind of like, ridiculous he's quite thin as fuck i think that he just got to the point that he was like yeah i just want to make a musical i don't care anymore like because yeah. that's what that's what i would do because apparently he wanted final fantasy 15 to be a musical because he saw lemiz and he was like i want to hire hugh jackman but you know, he probably got driven to that point because he was given so much to do by Square Enix because they were like, wow, you're such a success. Look what you did with Kingdom Hearts. Look what you kind of did with Final Fantasy, even though you're recognized for Final Fantasy VII, even though it's not really like your game. But, you know, right. like, like I just feel like that's what they did. And I feel like that's honestly what marketing and, like, the people in charge of funding. Yeah, at the end of the, the day, the corporate part these are of businesses Square they're, Enix. They're gonna be yeah, they're trying to make money. Yeah, they're going to do whatever they feel will just bring in the bucks, which is why that mobile game became a thing. Exactly. And then they, and then they purposely put story in it because they said to themselves, how can we guarantee some people will actually play this shit? Because unlike, unlike you, Anthony, who was like, I'm adamantly not fucking with this game. There are some diehard Kingdom Hearts fans who just could not do that. Yeah, like, I, I have to. I fucking have to. But the thing is, I, I and Ant said this as well, both diehard Kingdom Hearts fans we tried to play it. The game yeah. just sucked. Like, yeah. It was just a bad fucking game. Like, if the game was a little bit good, I probably would have stuck with it. But it was just terrible. Yes, because we can all agree. We've all played some fucking bad games, right? Like, I yeah, mean, for sure. Like, in our history of gaming, I've played some shit that I'm not exactly proud to say. Yeah, I mean, I played Pokemon Sword. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> but, oh, damn. Yo, what is it with you in these new Pokemon games? Look, man, honestly... <laughs> Game Freak is another great example of just like putting monetary incentive in front of anything else because like Game Freak knows they don't have to change Pokemon and they're not gonna. They're like, we don't have to, so we ain't gonna. <laughs> and yeah. here the fuck we are. I want to go Sword and Shield. I want to go back on the note though. So I was playing Devil's Advocate for the music, but overall, the point you were making, I do agree with. Going into Kingdom Hearts, I we've talked about this a lot, but I. I think Ansem, Seeker of Darkness from Kingdom Hearts 1, is one of the most well-written villains that I've had the pleasure of experiencing. There's so much about him and his enigma that is so interesting. And he is what pushes forward the rest of the the Ansems that become the story with Xehanort and Xemnas and all this other stuff. But when you go into Kingdom Hearts 3, when you look at that opening and all the build-up to it, when you see, like, not young Xehanort the boss, when you see like young, young Xehanort, when he's sitting and playing chess with Ericus, and you see him sitting on the windowsill, looking at the window and looking at the stars, I'll never forget, they put so much character in his face, like the way he sits on the windowsill and the way yeah. he looks out at the stars. When you look at that, you're like, there is some real shit happening here. Yes. And I remember being so interested in everything that came before that. I thought Kingdom Hearts 3, and this is what I was saying earlier, where it satisfied me in terms of my heart, like there's things that it did with Sora and Kyrie, and there's things that it did like emotionally that satisfied me. But yeah. ultimately, mentally, a lot of the, the interesting story plots um, and, and a lot mysteries of the lore. that King- yeah, and the lore that Kingdom Hearts put forward, Kingdom Hearts three did not 
rap on those at all, at all in a good way. Like when I look at young, young Xehanort and sort of the character they were putting on this person and just like you could see like the longing in his eyes as he's looking up at the stars. And I feel like there was no story or ex- like there was no real deep dive into that character's character to finalize Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just like everything happens. We don't really get a good arc on his backstory and we just fight him. And then he just like hugs his best friend that's dead. And then like, yeah, you know, you're right about like, that. Like, I don't know anything about him really. Yeah. And like, they put so much building it into was, it. They put so much into it. You were like, there is so much to this character. You know, there is, but they don't touch on it. And you're like, and then you go to, um, Scala Ad Kylum, the, 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 the cable the coolest town. music in that game. Dude, for me. You go there. That town is beautiful. I thought I was going to get like, some really backstory all this stuff and then instead i just get my final fight and i don't really get any good closure or information or story on they, the they villain to, of a 10-year franchise like but see, that's what i mean though that's why it feels weird and you know you know when else i felt that when i played final fantasy 15 as bad of a rap yes. as that game gets yes I'm, like specifically the part there's like a part where you pick up a book and it's like the cosmology of like the world that they live in and i'm like okay so let me get this right this game doesn't really have like a plot that moves forward properly <laughs> but there's enough lore here for like gods and i'm like yeah. that yeah. just didn't like that just didn't happen that obviously someone wrote that shit out and having like built worlds like having actually yeah. dealt with world building i'm like someone wrote that out what ended Somebody up happening is that like yeah. they ran out of budget that's what it was yeah. they ran out but of when budget. you look when you look at scala on Kylum, there are there's architecture and symbols and all kinds of shit throughout this entire beautiful made world that it just never touched on. There are rooms yeah. and just simple. There's a there, you can see the culture in that world and you get nothing for it, and it's really really frustrating. Yeah, and, I think yeah. that they need to do something that kind of expands on Young Xehanort and Master Ericus. We need a backstory. Well, they did. It's in the mobile game. Oh God. Well, I had a real game. <laughs> Unfortunately, and like I like I can't tell you how many times I've like worked on stuff and I think it's going in a good direction, but then like I just have to stop because the budget's not there anymore. And so yeah. like this thing that like I'm thinking is is going to like pan out to be this great thing just is like mediocre and okay and forgettable because the budget. And a lot of people don't really have that insight because I mean, why would you? Right, you just see what is presented to you, and yeah, what is presented to you is kind of an unfinished product. But what ended up happening is that, like, the people that are paying for it decided I don't want to pay this much for it anymore. So the people that are working on it are like, "Well, I'm not going to work for free because why the fuck should you?" Yeah, right? yeah. And Something you people got to realize is that a lot of times when people say like, "Oh, this game developer was being lazy," like, no, they weren't being yeah. lazy. Like, they didn't get yeah. paid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you do some shit for free that's backbreaking and let me know if that's lazy or not but yeah that's like that's even having to understand that that's the entire process in the first place so my like great suspicion is that kingdom hearts 3's development ran into like those those walls where it was either probably budget or time or whatever but Somebody in like pre-production did a lot of their work in like creating this lore and being like, here's what this story is, and here's where you're gonna find out when you get to this part. And they planned it out, but then production didn't go the way that 
it was planned to go. And then they're like, well, shit, we got all this stuff for Scala at Kylum. It looks really fleshed out when it's presented. And you're like, wow, there must be a lot here. But then there's not because they didn't have world. time to develop it. So yep. you end up, yeah. That world feels undone. Yeah. It just feels completely fucking undone. Uh, what was I going to say? So I do want to know because when you, Master Xehanort is an old ass man. Right, like the the villain version of him. He's like yeah. a super. I want to know what the fuck happened to this guy between him being the young guy playing chess with his friend, who's clearly not a bad guy at the time, right? To him being like, I'm evil as fuck. Yeah, I want to know what happened. Like, there's so much there. there. He like give you he studied that's, that's he it. studied history. Like he went and learned. Like he was he you could he had so much ambition and drive that led him to where he was, and you can see it. But none of it gets really fleshed out. Like, you never even, truly learn his motivations. Like even Final Fantasy VII Sephiroth, right? A game that is over twenty years old now. Sephiroth has a fucking good backstory and reason for the way he, he used to be good. He used to be yeah. a good guy. Sephiroth was on the good side, and then he went and started reading and researching and, and doing his history, and he found out in Nibelheim, in the fucking basement of that mansion, what actually happened to Genova, who he really is. He's an ancient. They come from a different planet. They were experimenting on. They were used for their genes and all types of shit. And he realized the horrible things that, you know, humans do. And it made him fucking lose it. Especially when he realized, oh, it's my mom. Like, so so obviously that made him go insane and he became a bad guy. That that's a there's a story there. Like there's a reason why this guy who used to be a good guy snapped. Yep. And I just want to know what happened between him playing chess and him being like, I'm trying to end everything. Not to mention introducing time travel and having to make all of that make sense. But question, Kingdom and correct me if I'm wrong, Kingdom Hearts 3 had a different director, right? Oh, did it? Let me see. Did it? Like, didn't it didn't it basically switch hands when they actually because like they were developing it, quote unquote. And then like they stopped and then like they developed again, but it was someone else that was like developing it. That was like the director. Uh, I thought that was just with FF15. I don't. I don't remember. Was that. it? Maybe it happened with. Maybe it happened with Cage Three. But I thought. I know that happened with FF15. But I don't recall that being the thing with Three. I could be wrong. Mm. Okay, so I'll say this. So Kingdom Hearts Two. When I type in on Google, Kingdom Hearts Two director, uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Right. Uh, and then when I look at Three, it says Tetsuya Nomura. Then it says Tai Yasui. Right, and that's what I thought, right? Because, cause like, re- remember Justice League came out and everybody was like, that movie was weird, right? Because, like, Zack Snyder was doing it and then Joss Whedon did it or something like that, like, picked it up. Yeah, and I don't remember if it was Joss Whedon specifically, but I think it was. There's another guy on Kingdom Hearts 3, though. Like, there's, it's Tessio and Amor, and then there's another person. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that's uh, yeah. right. And, and like, like with Justice League, right, that, that first movie felt weird and kind of, like, not complete because someone else picked up what was someone else's idea. And even though I'm not like very fond of Zack Snyder as a director, I got to say like his cut of justice league made a lot more sense than the one that was original, like the theatrical release, because like when you have an idea as a person, like it's your idea. Right. And even like you explaining it to people, they're not going to get it because it's not your idea. That's why, you know, like art is an expression. So you like find a way to express that. So like, if Kingdom Hearts 3 was, you know, ideally Nomura's idea because Kingdom Hearts is his thing, and then, like, someone else came and tried to direct 
what was his idea. They're it's like, you need help. We're yeah. going to get you help. Here's this other guy. But like, it's just not going to, it's not going to come across the same way because like, he's not in Namora's head, you know? Yeah. So that's just probably why it feels as weird as it does. Cause it is kind of weird. That's really frustrating because yeah, there's, there are just little things in case three, like there's no Sephiroth fight. It's the first, it's the first main. So not only is there no Sephiroth fight, you also don't ever go to hollow bastion slash radiant guard garden. Like throughout the whole mm. game, you see cutscenes in Radiant Garden and stuff, and I'm, I remember being like, oh, I can't wait to go there in Cage Three and explore Radiant Guardian, right? Radiant. With the, the new yeah. graphics and shit, and then you just crazy. never go there, and I'm like, what? What? Like you said, you said this in a, a while ago. I don't know what episode of the podcast, but uh, things missing the secret sauce. I guess it was the RPGs episode, so this is early days. But in the RPGs episode, you mentioned how like some RPGs are just missing that special sauce that makes them them. Yeah. And I do feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 is just missing the the goo. Like something about it is just off. And there, I mean, I, we've mentioned throughout this episode how many different things there are. They do do some things well, right? Like the music is well done. But like Kenny, like like Anthony said, there's not many original songs. Uh, they do do some of the worlds well, but then at the same at the same time, even with the worlds, it's kind of like, you know, they're they're just not as flushed out. Like Scala, for example, uh, there's no Hollow Bastion. There's just there's just things missing. The Colosseum. There's no tournament arc or anything like that in the game. Yeah, it's just kind of like it doesn't feel like coherent to the rest of the game because like there's no Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two feel coherent next to each other. Yes, and all the rest of them feel coherent next. They to They feel other. like natural sequels. And and Kingdom Hearts Three feels a little bit like off it's kind of like uh, game of thrones is another example yes. when the showrunners which they were good at adapting right when they were when they had like the source material that yep. they could like then adapt it was good but then when they also had to like start introducing like things that hadn't been fleshed out yet based on plot points that george r, r. martin told them that right. weren't their ideas is when it started to fall apart like really yeah. started to and fall it fell apart. apart bad yeah it fell apart it really fell, real fell bad apart, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, unfortunately, you know, we, I, I just want to clarify, <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes, we do. All we did spend, we we did spend a bit of time shitting on KH3, but KH3 overall, I still think is a really fun game. Well, it's just, it's, just, I mean, it's, just, it's critique, but it's, but it's critique but, on, you know. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in 3 that unfortunately let me down as a fan of Kingdom Hearts for as long as I've been. And these aren't even hot takes. I've seen like yeah, yeah. when I finished Kingdom Hearts three, I was genuinely scared to voice it at first. I'm not gonna lie, because just the way the internet is. At first, I was like, I feel like that game wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I didn't yeah, say anything. Same. I didn't say anything. I kind of kept it to myself. I wanted to see what the internet was giving before I voiced that opinion because I was like, I don't want them to be dragging me. Like, did you really play the game? Did you, you know how people get? So I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to like see what the consensus, because I also ended it in two days, right? Like I took off of work and I literally beat the game in fucking damn. What? Yeah. in 48, mind you, Anthony ask, ask Gary, Gary left for work. And when he came back home, I was in the exact same spot in the living room playing the game. I was, I mean, I, I can't say anything. We ate hot pockets and yeah. fruit, fruit gummies. We beat it. So like, I want to say we beat it in three days. So so in, a, in a forty, so forty in forty-eight hours, I spent I want to say forty-two playing it, and my body definitely felt like I was about to die. I remember my heart feeling a certain way, and I was kind of scared about that. Um, but did but you get me to the darkness? Yeah, I couldn't stop playing it, and <laughs> Gary was going to work and shit, and he would come back home and. 
I would still be in the same spot with the same clothes on. I even got Ultimate Weapon before I finished the game. That's how, like, oh, I shit. went and got every single Mickey stamp. I did every single thing. To get, I said, I'm not ending the game until I got Ultimate Weapon. So I got all the way to the end, and I saw people on Facebook saying, like, oh, I beat it already. Like, on by day two, like, 30 hours, and they were like, yeah, I beat it in, like, 20 some 27 hours or some shit. And I'm like, how? I was like, how? like, how? And so when I finally got Ultimate Weapon, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the last world now. I want to end it finally. And then Ultimate Weapon is really cool to have when you go to the end because of uh, it's in all those cutscenes. Like, there's a lot of cutscenes at the end, and it looks fucking insane. Oh. So I was super happy about that. But that took a while to do. Like, that, th- just getting that weapon took several hours, especially the, fro- the shit you got to do in the Frozen world with yeah, all the different yeah. paths. It's a and lot. On that note, something I loathe is when I look at like cutscenes on YouTube for Kingdom Hearts oh. 3, and they've got like, the fucking like <laughs> monsters in Keyblade, yes, during this like, emotional cutscene, and yes. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Ant needs I, to see the Kingdom Key and all the yeah. cutscenes. I I hate I hate people's custom choices. I'm glad you should be freedom, able to, but I usually don't like the choices that they pick. Yeah. You should be able to turn it off though. You it's, should be able to say like, can't the, you? No, I don't not, think so. No, I, I don't think like I don't think you can. Or am I thinking I of another setting? Game. No, I don't. Yeah, think I don't you can. Yeah, another game. But yeah. it's like the same. It's like the same. Like if I look at like a Breath of the Wild cutscene, they'll be wearing like the Shiko hood and like the Hylian like knight armor, and then like the rubber tights. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. And you know people do that for me. The people do that for fucking memes. Oh, I I hate it so much. I also don't like when I watch anything. Like I, I don't watch many playthroughs of anything, but when I do and they name their character something, I hate that shit. Oh <sighs> yeah. That's I'm like, so why the fuck did you name him Bill? Don't upload like, it to YouTube if you've got like if you if you're doing a let's play on your channel, whatever. But if you're trying right, to like, right, right. re-upload the cutscenes, <laughs> like what are you doing? Yo, like, right, you, like you can't you can't have Link pulling the mask sword out of the pedestal with the fucking rubber helm on. Like he looks like a fucking goof. Yeah, he's, like, he's the night that seals the darkness in this fucking he, actually no, it's pretty great. I just I concede my own argument. It's people are tripping. <laughs> people are tripping. <laughs> um damn though. But yeah, no, Kingdom Hearts is sick. I um so Fraser, you you didn't play any of the handheld games or anything like that? No, I really wanted to play Dream Drop Distance. And did that get recreated as well? Like did that get yes. ported somewhere? You can play yeah, all yeah. of them on PS4. Like the they only ones on one disc. Yeah, on PS4, there's a full collection. The only ones that aren't playable are the DS one, three five eight over two days, okay. and another DS one called Recoded. Um, yep, which is originally DS one, but it which Recoded, you're not really missing anything. But 358 yeah, over two days, you are missing something, and it's kind of yeah. sad that you don't get to, that. None of us can really play that game again, especially because it had this versus mode where you could be any of the organization members. Or but luckily, through the world of emulation. Wait, wait, what do you guys mean you can't play it anymore? Uh, well, it wasn't like remade or anything. Yeah, oh, you can only oh, play oh. it on the. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. only play it on the, and it's not even the 3ds. It's just the DS. No, OG DS. Damn. Yeah. But you can play well, as any of the 13 organization members. You can play as Sora, Donald, Goofy, Mickey. Who else? Yeah, on the multiplayer mode, like you could literally pick any character you want. Any member of the organization 13, you could. Be I think Riku. You could be Donald. You could be Riku. You could be Shion. You could be Mickey. Um, they were cool. all playable characters, and there was. A mission and they all mode. had their own move move sets. Yeah, they all had their own move set. They had their own weapons, and there was a mission mode where you and a friend could play every single mission in the game together. And then there was another thing where you and your friend could fight each other. Where's so the Kingdom it, Hearts fighting game at? 
Like, where was the standalone? That was it. That was it. It was that, but <laughs> it was that. That was the game. There the should be a Kingdom Hearts fighting game, though. Like, there's enough unique fighting styles that there could be a Kingdom Hearts fighting game. Dude, I, I often don't understand why companies leave money on the table. They need more. They need more Kennys in these fucking boardrooms. They just need children, creative people. I feel like when you get old, and it hasn't happened to us yet. But a lot of old people, I feel like, just should not be making the decisions on some of these things. A lot of old people just shouldn't be making decisions. That's I'm, a, a fucking men to that. That's, that is true. A men to I, that. And if you I got nothing else from this episode or this podcast, get that. Take that point. <laughs> like, by the time I'm, like, 50 or 60, I'm like, or maybe it shouldn't be me anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Because, honestly, like... I love Nintendo games, right? Just for the most part, I love Nintendo games. And I yeah. love Nintendo, like what Nintendo produces. I think they're a great developer. But there's like, it's like, there's the side of Nintendo that I love that makes the games that I love. And then there's the dark side of Nintendo, also <laughs> known as the marketing sector of Nintendo that wants mm-hmm. to make money. And I hate them. Yeah. Because yeah. they're the ones that are like, yeah, we're going to release Nintendo online. And even though you've been a loyal customer and have had it, we're going to upcharge you so that you can get this fucking N64 simulator. Emulator. And I'm just like, all right. Like, I could do this in other ways that don't include me cool. paying money, but. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because Nintendo is simultaneously my favorite and least favorite company ever. Yeah. I think. And the thing is, it's hard to separate them because, like you said, I, and I always, being, you know, in business, unfortunately, I always try to see things from that perspective as well. Um, I I always say I do get it. Like I get it when they, when companies do things that are blatantly just for the money. Like when Yu Gi Oh just shifted to being sell the next pack with a deck more broken than the last one, so that that way you sell all your inventory, right? Like if you just make yep. a deck stronger than the last one, you will sell out every time. You will never have a sh- never have shelves stock with a new pack. That's smart from a business standpoint. It is toxic as fuck for someone who consumes the game though. Yeah, it's not fun. It's like being like being a defense attorney, and you're like, I'm damn good at my job, and you're like, yeah, you like you know, like a child murderer. You're also the devil. (laughs) Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) That guy was proven innocent, and thus (laughs) he did not do it. (laughs) That's the job of the defense attorney. (laughs) Oh man, but um, Uh, you about to say something, Kenny? Yeah, I don't remember the fuck I was going to say. Ant, did you ever beat the data org in KH three? No. Dang. One day, I like you know I stopped. At, I stopped at getting the uh, the ultimate weapon. I'm gonna go. Like knowing that that this podcast is coming up, I was kind of like, man, I want to play Kingdom Hearts uh, three again. But yeah, haven't been playing God of War. But um, that's the thing to give Kingdom Hearts three some credit, real quick, because I know we said we we spent like thirty minutes talking about different nick nit that nitpicks we have against it. But gameplay wise, I do like it a lot. Like I had a yeah. lot of fun playing it. And when the update came out for the data word, I spent so much time on them. There is uh when I was streaming them, I had it on uh, the hardest difficulty critical mode, and I was yelling, fucking hitting my webcam, being like my face was red. People were like, yo, dude, you should take a break. Like if if the game's making you angry, like you should take a break. And I was like, What are you guys talking about? I'm having like a lot of fun. This is amazing. <laughs> like you're you're having a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, no, but this is this is the most fun I've ever had. The the data work is incredibly fun in that game. They're really hard. Um, I can attest to that because as I mentioned before, I tried to play it on Gary's file, and I feel mm-hmm. I believe it was young young Xanor or young Zemnis or one of them. I think you also said you tried Riku. I did. It was hard. All of it was hard. 
every boss I fought was fucking ridiculous. They killed me in one hit. And I don't know. I was like, oh my God. I was, this, I was like, this isn't this isn't even fun for me right now. <laughs> yeah. I, said, I said, this is actually now granted, I hadn't played. So when I was when I tried to just grab the controller and play, um, I hadn't played Kingdom Hearts 3 since it came out, basically. Yeah, uh, it was a month so, later. So my fingers were like Honda dumb. And yep. I was saying to myself, I said, I said to Gary, I'm gonna be honest. Cause he said, well, maybe you like, maybe do you want to start, start a file and like go through it and then get up to them. And I said, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if that is going to really help because <laughs> they're, they're that hard. I was like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that says, Oh, I'm rusty. And like, that's my excuse for why I suck at this particular thing. Like sometimes you just know your limits. Like this might be too much for me. Like granted. Yes. If I sat there for hours, I would obviously learn to beat them eventually, but the amount of work I have to do to build all the way up to like building my own Sora, getting them all the way up to level 99 and stuff. Cause I told Gary, Gary was fighting at like level 45 or something. I said, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like I like to, <laughs> I like to, if I'm going to do like the optional bosses outside of Sephiroth, I tend to max myself out. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I love myself all the way to max. And like, I have all my skills and everything. I have my Sora set up the way I want them set up. And I was like, this is your Sora, right? Like you set up your Sora. You chose what, if he favors Gary, I, I hate the way Gary plays some Gary shoes are some weird shit. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, the way you chose your stuff, like you chose the shield in the beginning. I never will fucking choose the shield, like stuff like that. Like I'm not, that's just not me. So I want my own Sora to fight the organization and stuff. And yeah, uh, but yeah, they're, they're very challenging. Very fucking my, challenging. My favorite thing about them is that, you have to block. Um, a lot of people that are like, just play the game for fun, which is fine because you can play the game however you want. But yeah. there's a lot of like spamming dodge roll and they made it so that you can't just spam dodge roll. Like they will yeah. fuck you up if you spam dodge roll. Um, but no, they, they're, they're really fun. I like them a lot. They're, uh, they're the yeah, they're also, side note, just as another note, in terms of the lore and all the story and stuff that I love about Kingdom Hearts, there's so much interesting story and intrigue around Naminé, and I just still can't believe I still haven't gotten any real answers. Bro, after I like still playing... don't have any Naminé answers. I'm like, what the so, fuck? So, Fraser, in three, five, eight over two days, there's a part of a cutscene in like uh uh uh, what's the name of Organization Thirteen Castle? Whatever, whatever it's Castle called. Castle Oblivion? No, 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 no. They're stronghold in the, the world, world that never was. was. The castle yeah, that, yeah. that never was. Yeah, whatever. In there. There is a plaque, or there's like a there's a like book. a plaque a or book. a book or something, and it's, it's titled. It is titled "The Truth About Nomine." Damn, I have been looking forward to the contents of that book since. Damn, never got it, and yeah. I'm just like, how how do you just like dick tease me like that? Yeah, that's fucked up. That and you said like, that came on the on the. DS, you never get that, and like I get not getting it in that game because it's like okay, it's a setup, it's a setup, but like then learning Kingdom Hearts is going to be these sagas. It's been 10 years, all right, bro. Like, I still don't know what the truth is, but you never get it, and yeah, but I mean, I know it does kind of sound like we've been shitting on Kingdom Hearts, but that being said, Kingdom Hearts 3 did make me cry several parts, specifically when uh. When that cutscene where Kyrie and Axel uh, are like talking, and oh uh, Axel God. brings the ice cream, and and Kyrie's kind of like ice cream, and then they're eating it, and then they're like talking about how they're gonna like face off tomorrow for their Keyblade training, and she's like, uh, she's like, okay, uh, tomorrow you and me in the ring, and she's like, 
don't hold back, Lee. Promise. And then, like, that makes Axel remember that Shion, because, the like, some of the last words that Shion said to Axel before he had to capture her was, don't hold back, Axel. Promise. And, like, Axel yeah. remembered that he getting, forgot that Shion right existed. Now. Like, I got chills right now. There's... Like he he remembered Chion, and then like Axel drops the ice cream and starts crying because like he remembered his friend, and I'm like, damn, how fucked up is it? Because like it's one thing like oh your friend died, blah blah blah, but like he forgot that he forgot his friend. Yeah, and she I'm got like, like a from existence. That's the thing. We only we shit on Kingdom Hearts out of love because there's so much stuff in it that really yeah. like it's always like heart. that. Yeah, because there's there was mo- like what he just said, what Aunt just said. The parts with Axel and Cage Three really fucking hit me. The part at the end of Cage Three where you finally see like Shion, Axel, and Roxas up on the clock tower was amazing. Going back to three five eight days, like there's a part where Axel is just trying to keep everybody together, and Roxas is doing his own thing, and Shion's doing her own thing, and then he gets tasked with having to bring them back. And uh, th- there's a part where he's like, "Go on, keep running." He's like, "I'll always be there to bring you back," and he like grabs his weapon and. He has to fight them and shit, and he has to like fight his friends to like force them back into the organization. And they're trying to like because the organization's off. just like we'll just kill them, so bring yeah, them back, or they'll just die. There's there's so many aspects, so many parts in that game that really like really fucked me up, man. Like that one of the first times, I don't know, man. I remember I was in my friend Cheyenne's house when I beat Three Five Eight Days the DS one. I was on. I remember I was on his floor, laying on my belly as I got to the end of that game. And the cutscene at the end of the game, or like toward the end of the game, is when Shion's being erased from existence, and um, that cutscene fucked me up. Like, <laughs> yeah, that like, cutscene fucked me bad. up. Like I was legit tearing up during that. Cause I was like, oh my just god, making also, like, grown people cry. Like people, people, people laugh at that cutscene because they're like, because Roxas says, uh, "But Shion, who else will I have ice cream with?" And like they're like, "Ho ho ho ho, who else is gonna have ice cream?" With? And I'm like. Like him having ice cream with his friends, being a being that apparently doesn't have feelings, that was like the most important thing to him. And so him being like, who else am I going to have ice cream with is like very deeply important to this character. Yeah. And that was like a really sad moment when he was just like, who else will I have ice cream with? And then she fucking disappears. And then you forget that she was even there. So, damn, that is actually really emotional. And I... This is weird. I've never played this game, but Shion's theme on YouTube oh. is a video that I, I listen to it often on repeat, and Gary can attest to this. I blast it. I blast it, and I blast it fucking the neighbors. Everyone can hear it. It is my favorite Kingdom Hearts song that I know. I don't know what the real origin is, but you can hear the sadness in it. Like, Shion's theme yes. is so fucking sad and i love it like it literally gets my emotions going out it's my it's one of my favorite videos on youtube it's that's, so good that's how good kingdom hearts music is is that and what we were saying earlier like the motifs that run through the music the all of the music tells the story of kingdom hearts and like you yeah. said you didn't play that game you didn't really follow Shion's character but through her music alone you can get a feeling for her role in the story. Like it's you, the piano. Whoever's playing that fucking piano, <laughs> they wanted me to cry. They want, like, it just makes me think about people who I've lost in real life. Like, it, the, the the song, and now that you've explained it, that's what it was intended to do. Yes. Well, because, you know, yes. there's, like a, there's like a saying that, you know, you don't truly die until the last person that knew you forgets the, yeah. until the last person I've forgets heard that your before. name. 
And like that really just like is a testament, especially in Kingdom Hearts, of like a, a world where you can't die, die, right? Yeah. Like um people forgot that Shion existed and so she like And that's died. fucking worse than dying, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, she she ceased to exist. And it's like not only she she ceased to exist, like that includes like her memories, like her whole existence, like all the people that knew her, that were friends with her, like they don't remember that she ever existed. So then in Kingdom Hearts three, Shion Shion was like a part of Kyrie. She was like made from Kyrie. So when Axel was having these interactions with Kyrie, and then she says certain things, and it starts like, like eating away at his head. Like he starts having these flashes, and it's it starts to pull these memories out of him that have been erased. You know, it feels really emotional because Axel's basically looking at his best friend, who's like essentially hidden within Kyrie in a way. And uh, yeah, it's. I, I, and, and that's why, like, like in Shion's theme, I'm pretty sure you can hear Kyrie's. Just like in the same way that the first time I heard Ventus's theme, uh, and it's mostly comprised of first Dearly Beloved, and also has Roxas's theme in it. You're just like, oh, and like when you kind of when you recognize that, and then you realize why Roxas looks like Ventus. You're like, yep. oh shit, and that's really good. You know, that's a really good like expression of storytelling if i remember doesn't shion's theme also have riku's theme in it does it i don't don't know if it has riku i don't i I can't remember exactly i feel like i remember shion's theme having a mix of riku and Kyrie's theme in it for some reason i couldn't but also vanitas's theme has uh sora's theme in it you know yes yes because like he is he was he was born somewhat of sora in a way so there's just like there's like there's stuff like that that I'm just like it's such a I don't know I feel like people underappreciate the value of of music and score because without it things that even have a very strong visual sense can just be flat yeah really flat yeah all right well we we are approaching two hours and thirty minutes so I am going to end this podcast here uh thank you so much Anthony for being a special guest and we will have to bring you back because yeah. clearly we can talk for four hours and <laughs> yeah this will never stop i would I would love to talk I would love to have some more Kingdom Hearts episodes and talk about more of the specifics maybe like instead of a general we'll specifically talk about cage one or something or cage yeah two. we could definitely do that. Um, I mean, it's a franchise that's run for like yeah. damn near. And there's so much to talk about now. with Kingdom Hearts. Like, I feel like we just started to heat up. Yeah, we'll also definitely. And we're so uh, as we're wrapping up, I just want to say, and we mentioned it before. His other biggest favorite franchise is Zelda, and we talked about prior to this episode. And was like, hey, when you guys do your Zelda podcast episode, like, make sure you invite me on. Um, so we'll definitely have Anne on for the Zelda episode. Yeah, y'all think I know some shit about Kingdom Hearts. Wait till you get to the Zelda. Uh. We're definitely going to have you on for Zelda. Uh, <laughs> and probably a couple other things, too, because I find, I find your occupation interesting now. So, <laughs> Oh, my arts and crafts degree came <laughs> I'd like, did y'all hear the now? Did y'all hear the Yo, now? Look, I find, I have to be I consistent. find your occupation <laughs> interesting I, now. I, I, look, I have to be consistent now. I'm getting in a creative <laughs> space. So, like, how I'm going to shit on the creatives if I'm now becoming a creative? Like, we create content now. We can't just fucking shit on him anymore. I wish I had a degree in arts and crafts now. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I want to give a quick shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. So, we have uh, Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, Sarah, TCG Automotive, and our newest one that we got actually while recording this. Oh, Silver- shit. Yes, Silver Chronic. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, shit. Here. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Silver yeah. Chronic is a long, long time viewer of my stream, Critical Hit Plus. Oh, okay. Nice, That's nice, a nice. Long time viewer of my stream. Same with a couple other people that were mentioned. But yes. the fact that, you know, I'm just because it was while we're recording, Silver Chronic ended up uh, yeah. becoming a patron. Um, he's a long time viewer of my stream. He hasn't had just, you know, life and work. He hasn't had as much time to come to the stream as often. However, he loves support and he pops in every now and then. And when he found out that I was doing a podcast, he was like, you know, please link it to me. I definitely want to check it out. So, yeah, well, uh, he's thanks. our 10th. He's actually number 10, our 10th patron. So shout out to him. Uh, yeah, we have we have 10 patrons now, which is fucking amazing. Uh, my one friend, TCG Automotive. So he's he was the ninth patron. He has a like car rental service and you can find it on a website called Hire Car. So it's H-Y-R-E and then car. Um, but basically he rents out vehicles to people and I think that they can use them for like Lyft and Uber or whatever. Uh, but yeah, check that out too. Uh, TCG Automotive. Um, that's that's my friend Ty's business. So yeah, we got we got people. We got people joining our Patreon and they're in the discord and they get the, this episode was actually chosen by one of our patrons. Yeah. Like they wanted us to do, they want us to do an episode on kingdom hearts and we were going to do an episode on Endgame, uh, which is just going to be, I guess the next episode now, if not, I guess it'll probably be whatever this smash shit is about to happen on Tuesday. If it's Sora, it's just going to be fucking game changing. So <laughs> we'll see. We 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 may never get to the end game, and and the pun the pun is uh, intended there. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, oh, one I want to say one more thing. So if you guys want us to read any uh, listener letters out loud on the show, please send them to I'm their podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Kenny and I will be glad to discuss any nerd related topics on the podcast. Also. I mean, for this episode, send in anything about Kingdom Hearts, your experience with the game, how you felt about Kingdom Hearts 3, um, other things that we could probably talk about with Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, let us know how you feel about that. Go listen to the music. Go go listen for those light motifs. You can be like, Play oh Shion's shit, mind blown. The music you is so cry. It's some of the best music. Like I said, I have it as number one. Like I, I cannot, yeah, I can't think of a game. It's really Zelda, Kingdom Hearts, and Final Fantasy for me that have like the best game series music period i think that uh I, my number one like creators of video games is nintendo mm-hmm. and my number two has got to be square like it's yes i mean my I, number they, two's they have i mean so much of my life <laughs> shout out to yoko shimamura that i'm pretty sure that i said her name correctly uh yeah, she's the she she's is the, the, composer the composer for Kingdom yes. Hearts and a good number of Final Fantasy games. Yep. So and Nobuo Mods, as we always we always big him up on the show as well. Um, another composer for Final Fantasy, one of yes. the older ones. He is fucking insane. So Yoko and Nobu are just um, wildly masters of their craft. On, yes, their arts and crafts. Their arts and crafts. <laughs> this is related to the music. On Ant's old like MacBook, I, I doubt he has it anymore. But I remember I looked at his iTunes library one time. And you know how your iTunes library tell you how many times you played a song? Yeah. Dearly Very Beloved, intrusive, by the way. Very invasive. Dearly Beloved had that's like 3,000 plays. Damn. I, would go, I would go to sleep to it. So that's he, why. His Dearly Beloved had like, he had songs with like a couple hundred plays, 50 plays, 60 plays. Dearly Beloved was like 3,000. Like he had Look, so many plays on Dearly Beloved. Kingdom Hearts 2, Dearly Beloved reprise. Go and listen to it. You're going to be like, oh, this is nice sleepy music. It is, putting, good, it is good music to go to sleep to. That I and Sane Island. I probably will put it on uh, in the background while I edit this. Do it. Yeah, it's really good. But, All right, um, well, we're going to wrap uh, up. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been great. Had a, had a it blast. has been great. Uh, what did I want to say? I want to say one more thing. So, as, as I always say, do the things that make you happy.
as as he always says now. Yeah, well, it's been like oh. look, it's been like two or three episodes I've been saying it. <laughs> as, you got to start somewhere, all right? You do got to start somewhere. Do, you know what Fraser doing makes you happy? Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, doing that right now is ending this call. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.